0: Hello and welcome to Too Fast Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is episode 75, Too Fast Too Furious Lap 6. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe 2, and this episode's brought to you by Mitsubishi.
1: Time-tested, road-proven. Mitsubishi Lancer, named after a soldier of the cavalry Regiment in Europe's nightly age, hmm. debuted on the world stage in
0: 1973. Shout-out Mitsubishi. Very appropriate for the Too Fast, Too Furious movie. Yes. I gotta say, this what? is a great episode. We recorded, the, the, we recorded with Nate the other yeah. night, and man, Nate Milton joining us later. Awesome. This is a great episode. Great episode, if dude. I may
1: say so myself. I agree. He always is fun. Like, we've, I mean, we've said it, our, you know, we've talked to some of our fans that we're talking to us about Nate. I'm excited for you guys to hear him here. You know, if you didn't go check out Post Wrestling, you didn't go check out Rocky Maya Via Picture Show, you'll get him here, and then you can be like, okay, and you'll be sold. You'll go check out that one, too.
0: But before we get there, you got an hour of just us, so strapping... Ugh. It's going to be bad before it gets good.
1: Yeah, true. Okay,
0: extracurricular <laughs> activities. Joe, what have you been up to since we... Actually, hold on. Can we just do on. ours together? do we just do one? Well, we can. I do. I had other stuff go on, so maybe I'll do that too. But we can start ours together. But first, before that, so... What? In case you've been living under a rock, and I don't mean that derogatorily, basically everything in the world is canceled. And so South By is canceled. I'm no longer going to South By. Yes. And so how we spent like three minutes last week, like, oh, things might be different. Things might be weird. They're not. That's all out the window. Yeah. So next week's next week's episode is going to be Bloodshot. Go to the True. theater if you want to risk going to the theater. Which risk? It, it's fine. risk going to the. Th- it's not like a big risk. Movie studios are expecting a downturn in attendance as older people don't go to the theaters and everything. True. But fair. And other other movies have been delayed and so on and so forth. But yes, go see Bloodshot sometime before next Tuesday. You have a full week to do it, or just let us spoil it if you don't want to. If you don't care about Bloodshot. So the thing that we we're going to sort of splice in, we might drop at some other point, but. Normal schedule, Bloodshot next week, then Fast and Furious after that, so... Just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, good point. Yeah. We fixed our schedule based on the fact that I'm not in Texas for two weeks. So no. there we go. Yeah. Sadly, I'm sorry, brother. I know, I know. It's fine. It's fine. There's worse things in the world than me not being able to go to Texas, but True. And also, like it says like you know, South by might not even be they might lose so much money this year that they might not be able to put it on next year. I saw one thing last really? No way. Their insurance did not cover illness related cancellations. Uh. And so yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of chaos right now in the world. And That's probably
1: just, like, some kind of plot to get, like, Live Nation to buy them. Live Nation's pitching this conspiracy to, like, be able to, like purchase South by next year Coachella and South by are going to be two the same things
0: E3 was just canceled today there's lots of things just you know everything canceled but yeah all right so extracurricular activities do you want to do our shared thing first or do you want me to do the other thing first because the other things quicker and smaller and less important do the other quicker smaller things first and then we'll just tell our story together so last week after we recorded I went to see Emma and I went to see Onward two good movies not great movies but I enjoyed both so if you want to see a Jane Austen adaptation it's also Emma is the novel that Clueless is based on. And Clueless is obviously better than this movie. Interesting. I did Yeah, Clueless is perfect, and this movie is not perfect, but <laughs> Emma is very good, and Onward is very good. Like People are saying, like, oh, it doesn't have the Pixar spark, and I don't know that it does, but it's good. So they're both okay. good movies. I think that they're both worth seeing. I don't know if you need to rush out. Don't risk your health going to the theaters. That's going to be my new thing. Don't risk your health. But, yeah, they're both good. And then on Saturday, we had... Mike Manzi, or I had, Mike Manzi and Chris Podcast, both former guests. That's true, yeah. At least one future guest of the show. I don't know that Chris is ever going to watch another Fast and Furious movie, which is okay. Who's the future guest? Mike. Oh, Oh, you mean Mike, a future recurring guest. Yes, yes, yes. yes, Okay, sorry. So they both came over on Saturday. Mike and I did a Viva Pod Vegas about King Creole, which Elvis says is his best movie, and his favorite movie, and people think, like, this has 100% of Rotten Tomatoes. Not a very high, you know, it's got like a 6.79 or something like that, but like, it's a really good movie. The guy who it is casablanca directed this oh cool it's called king creole wasn't that the name of an album maybe i mean it's an, al- it's an album by elvis oh fair since we recorded that uh, paramount announced that they're putting out this like beautiful remastered edition so that's oh, weird cool. timing cool timing yeah and then chris joined us and the three of us talked about color out of space the new nicholas cage movie and joe i've got a bombshell i don't know if you heard about this i don't know if i told you about this but you didn't i hate nicholas cage in this movie
1: damn really
0: I really like Is everything the about character? the movie, and I think, I, I don't him. know if it's the character, I think it's his reliance on, like, goofy meme stuff that he's already done before, and it feels like he's becoming more of a caricature of himself, and I'm not about it. He's going full Roman? I guess, yeah, Basically, that's actually a very good way to put it. It's He goes full Roman, like, he's doing voices and stuff and, like, making choices, and, like, it sort of fits in terms of the, the weird plot of it all, but I'm like, oh, I don't like... Like, I like everything else about the movie except for him. And I have to, like, pause the movie in the middle ah. and be like, wait, am I am I right in thinking that I just don't like him? And so uh, go check out that what episode. What did Mike say? say this, that's what I was about to say. I was saying, you know, I did the plot summary. I was like, I got a thing to say. I don't like him in this movie at all. And Mike's like, I don't know what to say. I'm flabbergasted right now. And Mike Does loved he agree? the movie. Oh, no, he, he loves the loved movie. It. Chris... Was closer to me. Chris didn't mind Cage, but he minded because Chris loves H.P. Lovecraft, or this is a thing that's adapted on one of his writings, and so he thought that he had problems with that. Like he was too close to that element of it. Okay. So he was uh, having issues with the adaptation for that reason, and I was having issues with Cage. So like, me and Chris both thought it was flawed. Mike was just like, "No, I'm all about this," and he was. And I think by the end, not that we like brought him down a little bit, but I think he could see where we're both coming from. Yeah. As far as I know, he still loves it. Yeah. It was. I was like, "Oh no, this is." This is like a night. This is weird. Like, what happens now? Yeah, strange. But Ugh. then, on Sunday, the more important thing, the bigger thing, you and I went up to, yes. or not up to, down to, up to, whatever, Across over to Yonkers, New York. Yes, we for did. For a live podcast taping of both High School Slumber Party and Foodie Films. Again, both had. cast and one recurring guest, Brian Rodriguez and Kyle Reinfried, both had their shows. It was a lot yeah. of fun. Dude, I had a blast. So, they
1: had it at Yonkers Brewing Company. We all went down, met up there early it was daylight saving, so it was even earlier. We started boozing early in the morning. Yeah, they started recording. Brian did his High School Slumber Party episode, friends and stuff, so I had a great time. It was always good seeing all those guys. You know, we saw them. Um, past guest Christian Larson was there. We yep. saw him. Past guest Rachel. Past guest Rachel was there. <laughs> yes, she was. Yeah, so we had like, uh, I just had a really good afternoon, actually. It was a really nice Sunday.
0: Yeah, I co-hosted the entire High School Slumber Party. We brought you, I, I say we brought you on. I did I did not of any kind of yeah, like I basically let Brian steer the ship the entire time, and I just sort of said yeah. one thing every five or six minutes. But we brought you on. Uh, we talked about your high school some more. It was yep. cool. And then after that all wrapped, you, me, and Rachel went to the, uh, Korean barbecue place.
1: Kaku. It's actually a chain. So this is a place that Rachel found in actually in Montreal is where she found it. Usually before hockey games, like, you know, we travel for hockey games. We go to a lot of these games and they'll be at like seven, right? So like you want to kind of get to maybe boozing a little bit before that. So we kind of eat like a late lunch. Usually when we go to these hockey games, one of the places she found was this place. And we ate there and we were like, holy shit, this is really good. We really enjoy this. And when Rachel like looked, you know, cause she was like looking around based on reviews and stuff like that. I think we were like wanted like steak or something is what we were going to eat. And she was like, oh no, like I found this Korean barbecue. I was like, oh, that sounds fire. Went there, really enjoyed it. And she realized that it's a big chain and they have a bunch of all over the US. So the closest one to me is the one in White Plains, which isn't far from Yonkers. As we were driving down the brewery food looked really good it did like Mm -hmm. the options the menu she had checked it out beforehand i was like but we're close to white plains like we don't come down here often if you want to go to korean barbecue we can go to korean barbecue pitched it to you we went to korean barbecue it's all you can eat well you can get all you can eat or orders 42 bucks plus tax and tip and yeah all you can eat everything and there's some there's tiers right like there's like a 32 buck all you can eat there's a 42 buck and a 52 buck and you can yep. get like and they like all have different things like different grades and beef types and stuff that you can get plus some vegetables plus some sides plus some desserts and it was all really good it was really really good i love this place so i'm a big fan we go there i just like gorging myself on korean barbecue which is actually funny because like i eat korean barbecue in california too good i'm glad you enjoyed it i really like it i just sit there and eat i think it's a lot of fun all the sauces and stuff like that and it's like a chill kind of place, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you get like your own table, you're cooking, you're like, if you go there with a friend, it's a lot of fun. I don't mind eating by myself, but I feel like that would be a really depressing place to eat by yourself.
0: Yeah, plus it also feels like more work, you know what I mean? Because like you were, like I basically didn't grill much. Like I grilled like some of the chicken that I got and whatever, but yeah. you, know, you and Rachel were kind of taking turns and like you can just sort of like kick back and like wait for food. Like you're still in control of everything, but it's also, you know, you don't have to do all the work. If you're just there by yourself, it's like you're gorging yourself and you're <laughs> doing <laughs> all the work and you're not sure if what you want to order. And it just, yeah, it feels like you with share. more people, you can try more stuff, and yeah. Exactly, yeah. So
1: it worked out well. I'm glad that you liked it. I, I like going there. I would be, happily go back there, and if you ever want to come meet us there again, please do.
0: And then we bookended the night with our first ever oh, family right. watch yeah. party, the Watch Along. Yeah, we were Very together, exciting. like, all day, digitally and in person. And we had a pretty good turnout. We had Jenny show up. Awesome. She was there for the entire time. Justin was there almost the entire time, like, after he put his kids to bed at the beginning. Jordan was there. Past guest Jordan was there for the yes. first hour. Um, our buddy Jason, who's yeah, who emails in a bunch, he was there, and then friend of the show Melissa Linem was there. She was uh, lurking in the text chat, I think, listening to us as well. But yeah, it was a lot of fun, dude. We have the best
1: fans. It was such a good time. Like I really enjoyed it. It kind of went off. Technically, it went off pretty seamlessly, right? Minus the whole like some people couldn't their phones for a minute or
0: whatever. The stream worked. You said it worked. it we worked didn't have any problems that way. Me. And uh, both Jenny and Justin were able to, and Melissa were all able to watch the stream. Yeah. Again, there was no sound. We knew that there was going to be no sound. I want to do a little bit more testing and see if we can can get sound for next time. So I found a kind of a
1: workaround where like, you know, you tell your computer that it's outputting to here, and then you kind of use that as your microphone to back into it. And hopefully that works we're going to try some things out, but now we have a bunch of months. We had everybody join this time. It was fun. So if you want to join next time, it should work better. We should yeah. have a better solution.
0: The most fun thing is that we realized while we were eating dinner, I think, that I was, we were just like, oh, we should do like trailers and stuff before. And so we put together this like 25-minute oh, playlist on YouTube, part. which favorite I tweeted part. out. It was a mixture of trailers for upcoming movies, trailers for movies starring the actors of Too Fast also interstitials like, you know, like previews of coming attractions, like the grind kind of stuff. Uh, don't talk PSA from the draft house. It's a fun little thing. I think that would have been really cool with sound. I think the movie Same. itself is fine without sound because we're talking over it anyway because we also did the voice chat but i think the pre-roll would have been a lot of fun if we could hear that because you know i yeah. think the, just the, the trailer experience is so much different and i think it would have been cool to see that we we kind of curated this playlist really well
1: i do too and this is something that like i don't know if this inspired you did were you like tarantino inspired by this i
0: don't watch trailers but i love trailers i feel like there's too many like they're, they're sort of spoilery being able to control what trailers we showed and also kind of tease movies that we're going to talk about soon and watch the trailer For the movie we're talking about this week, too fast and like I think there's you're able to sort of cut things in and like have fun with it as opposed to just like having to use them to sell a thing and like the medium I think is awesome. It just I don't want to see 25 minutes of trailers for movies that I'm probably already I know that I'm already going to see or not go see see whatever.
1: This was inspirational to me because if you've ever seen like a Tarantino re-release, Quentin Tarantino like hand picks trailers to run before the movie they're just movies that he likes that like maybe inspired the movie or just a trailer that he thinks is cool and that's kind of the direction that I took when I was adding them that it was something more like that as opposed to like you know these are these aren't really meaningful to the movie but they were like oh just watch this this is cool for five minutes and you're also not telling people like you're not selling it like you're saying right like you're not like oh you have to go see this they're not disjointed there's like a theme and a and a, a flow to them so that's why I like this a lot too.
0: And the Draft House did that too in Austin. I'm sure they do it everywhere. Like when they have like regular movies, they show like three like real trailers, and they show like movies that they're showing. But then for the special occasion things, the things I've talked about before, like Terror Tuesday and Weird Wednesday. They won't show any like real trailers, but they'll show trailers on 35 millimeter from the era. So they'll do like other ah, things cool. or whatever. So like they they've done that before. Like Draft House does it too. I never saw the trailer for this movie. I never saw the trailer for Baby Boy, but like yeah, you know now I have kind of sort of without sound, but yeah yeah, but yeah, it was very cool. Uh, we'll do it again. I think well you know once a lap or something is, is I cool. Once we're, a lap we're watching cool, the movies right? anyway. I Find a night that everybody can join. I feel like something. And night by the way, everybody well. was just
1: awesome too. It was just like a fun chat. You know, yeah. like it was just a great time to just bullshit it. And we talked about the movie, we talked about regular life stuff and
0: it was cool. Also as a uh, an incentive, sort of we, we had Justin play the character quiz game, so we Ooh, found out what character D was. And we, we also did. had Jordan because Jordan was not on the show since we did the the new character Update. quiz, so they both took the character quiz, so that was very exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it was
1: a lot of fun. Yeah, dude, I, I can't believe how much fun it was, and it was it was good to hear from Justin and Jenny, and I hope that they enjoyed it as much as I did, but I really did enjoy it, so thank yeah. you guys for joining.
0: I do want to offer one Patreon update in terms of our poll. So we have a Patreon page here at the show twofast2forever.com or Patreon.com slash TooFastToForever. If, if you love the show and you want to give us a couple bucks or get some show-related swag merchandise merch. or swag or whatever, you can do that over there. You can also get voting rights in the movie that we're going to talk about at the end of this lap. So we have the poll up there and so here's where it stands right now we have six votes in for the four movies okay four different choices american graffiti death race 2000 the original gone in 60 seconds and vanishing point okay yes two of them have two and two of them have one. So like this is it. really anything it's goes. It's a good split, yeah. So Jenny, if you're listening, we need you to cast your vote. Cassie, Damn. if you're listening, we need you to cast your vote. And anybody who joins can vote as well and really sway what we're doing. Because I think on Twitter, I think American Graffiti and Death Race tied. They I think did, yeah. Right now, American Graffiti and Ghana 60, your two picks both have two. My picks both have one. So we will see where this winds up when all is said and done. But I'm going to leave the poll open. I have it pinned to the top of the Patreon page right now so if you want to if you're new to the patreon you can go over there find it very easily cast your vote and let, help us pick what we're gonna what we're gonna watch
1: yeah for sure
0: i'm excited to see what gets picked and i'm glad that i'm in the lead
1: so thank you perfect yes
0: the mailbags we have an email address here on the show family at cageclub.me. joe we have three emails tonight okay first up from new listener she wrote in a couple of weeks ago. Haley Gerbys. Hello, oh, Haley hey, again. Hayley. Subject line Aussie, 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 Oi, Oi, Oi. Nice. Hey, Juanau. Uh, no, wait, hold on. Farno? Mm, far I don't now. know. Family. Hey, Juanau. It's the same word as last time W H A N A U. She says, in parentheses, phonetically, Farno. So maybe Farno? Farno? Yes. it doesn't look anything right like it. But. I hope that she's trying to get you to say
1: a really stupid word like I'm an idiot in a different language and you just did it cuz you pronounced it Farno. And that also reminds me
0: what you're saying here we also have the uh, most annoying thing in the world bracket still going. <laughs> so if you want to vote on that cageclub.com. How did I remind brackets. you of, of that. I have no idea. I just you know it just inspired <laughs> me. <laughs> Uh, Haley says, sorry for the late email. Been a crazy few weeks, but it is cool to know we have another Aussie listener. Hashtag West Coast Eagles. Oh, okay. She says, I must say I was so proud of your pronunciation on my last name the other week. It would be one of the few times it was said correctly the first time. Let's wow. see if the phonetically written Farno is any better. haha. Ah. Which maybe... If it's Farno, sure. If it's not Farno, I have no idea. I don't know either. I do find listening to you guys at work is a lot more interesting than my coworkers' dribble, and it helps pass the time or keep me smiling when customers are being difficult. I have headphones on, so it's only me listening, which makes you are my lifespan a little less awkward. Fair. That
1: would if it was if it was on speaker. I don't know what kind of job you would have that you could listen to you or my lifespan on speaker. Imagine if like some stripper like that was like her walk-up song. It's just you are my life, like us reading. You are my lifespan. I want like a club, like a house
0: remix, like an EDM remix of you are my lifespan of the song by Vaults or us no reading of it? us reading, like maybe our, <laughs> us reading mixed with the with the
1: song. I like that. That that made me really happy on on the inside.
0: Like yeah. it just yeah, that rubbed me the right way. Thank you. She says, I also find because I listen to these while doing other things that when I listen the second time around, I pick up things I missed the first time. I just heard Joe, for instance, say that he does not like Christmas or Christmas songs. I think my heart just broke a little
1: frowny face. I'm very sorry, but I'm the biggest Grinch in the world. Everybody knows it. I hate a lot of holidays. I hate Christmas. I hate Halloween, Valentine's Day. The ones that I do like are Thanksgiving and the day after Valentine's Day. Half price candy day half price candy day and the day after halloween for that matter too so
0: you like holidays where you eat a lot
1: i like holidays that revolve around food and family and no presents or costumes that's like the general standard except birthdays fuck i love birthdays and birthdays and birthday presents and stuff like that so much fun okay like christmas not a fan
0: haley says it's also interesting listening to your ideas from the first couple of laps on what f9 will be and where it is going i don't remember Mm. those ideas Neither do I. I mean, they were probably wrong because we. I don't think we ever said Dom's brother. We don't think we ever said Han is back. Like no, man, man. we definitely at
1: some point said like Dom has to like face himself or maybe his brother. I remember saying that like there has to be like a, an alternate Dom, Bizarro Dom or something. You did but say I, Bizarro Dom. I remember that. Yeah.
0: So I guess in a way, Jacob is Bizarro Dom. He
1: is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah.
0: She says, Shannon Tatum is far too good looking for the Sean role. He doesn't have the boy next door look to him that I think the role needs, but I will agree to disagree. Okay. She wants somebody more homely to play Sean so that he's not as bliss. He's not distracting to the viewer. By the way, I think Jenna Dewan just had a baby. So shout out Jenna Dewan. Shout out Magic Mikes. Oh, well, he's probably going to rage quit Twitter or Instagram again. Haley says, that's all for today. Till next time, stay fast, stay furious, me familia, Haley XO. Well, thank you for writing in, Haley,
1: and I'm glad that you still enjoy us. I appreciate the email, and you made me laugh.
0: Next email from Mr. West Hampton, subject line, two-lane blacktop, what up, fam? What up, Wes? Great pit stop as usual. Unfortunately, we didn't get to watch the movie before I listened to the episode, but we still really want to see it, just like Han's trek to Tokyo. We'll get there, dot, 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 eventually eventually. Um
1: I think it's a movie that I don't think we really could have spoiled. Even if you listen to it, like the the movie's more based on like the emotion that it gives you or the ride that you experience watching it. What do you think?
0: I don't think you can spoil that movie. I think that it's no. really you have to experience it, it. it. Some podcast that follows us on Instagram commented on our picture and said it's the best road movie of all time, the best on the road movie of all time. Uh, so I think true. it's it's one you that can I, argue I don't it. know that a lot of people have seen. I think a lot of people who know car movies or know movies have heard of. Yeah. I'm glad that we saw it, but I think that it's out there. Like People who know it are like, oh, this is like a something special of a movie.
1: Yeah, it is. It's re- It was fun. I, like I said, I really
0: enjoyed it when you, you listened to the episode, which you did. Yeah. Wes says that he was doing reading on that Fast and Furious marathon for the car dealership, and he says he not sure that you have to watch it in person there. It seems like it's going to be just watch all nine movies in a short amount of time and fill out some worksheets. So he might be able to do it from down there, <laughs> That would be super Good. weird. He said it's all about the social media posting the Facebook and Twitter, so anybody can sign up. So I guess it's just, it's weird. That's a weird promotion. Like, hey, we're running this. We're going to give you $900, but you don't have to be here. Like, oh, okay. They're
1: essentially like Mike Bloomberging your tweets for their dealership. So they're
0: going to spend $600 million and then
1: drop out? <laughs> yeah, I hope. If they want to give us $600 million, I am so
0: ready for it. <laughs> Wes says you mentioned something I've heard a few people bring up about race wars is it unsanctioned. I always was under the impression it was an official sanctioned race event because of the security and the fact that it was clearly more organized than the normal Ooh. races. The only thing I'll say is they're obviously not required to wear helmets or other safety equipment, but I figure there was more style choice in the movie than anything else. I mean, who hired these people to work the gates and paint numbers on the cars? Who bought clipboards? This is not the mark of an underground event. They don't even have girls in short skirts waving the starting flag. It's a middle-aged guy in shorts. I think it's an officially sanctioned event, which is why Hector's trying to make his name there. But, like, sanctioned by who? I disagree. I've been to many events
1: that have been, like, half legit, right? I will also say that if we had an event, I would have a clipboard. So that's what I'm saying. You can hire security for random events. I've been to concerts... Very small underground music festivals where there has been security and bartenders and things like that. It's definitely not an official event. You pay cash, you know what I mean? But at the same time, like they have some of the things that you would need to just prevent things from happening. I think that there's probably like an entry fee that you pay to go to Race Wars, and you know, things like Burning Man started early Mm -hmm. without like tickets and stuff like that right it would just be like people showing up this is also in the middle of the desert i think it's a la burning man maybe later by seven becomes a real event that you might have to buy tickets for but at this time i think it's just like one of these guys maybe dom maybe hector somebody above like somebody that's more behind the chair somebody like you would have probably taken the reins and been like okay look we need security we need to have like an entry fee we're gonna have like this this tent will have a medical staff and it would just be like ran by them but unsanctioned
0: and i think it's the kind of thing that as time goes on you learn from your own mistakes and maybe they didn't have security maybe they didn't have a tent maybe they didn't have this or that or whatever right and like they mess up but race wars is established Yeah, yeah
1: exactly so they speak of it like everybody knows about it and it's happened before i can see that an
0: event naturally evolves to like include the things that you would need so yeah Because also when we see, when they go back to that in seven and he's then, you know, Dom says, letty you know, we built this, it's like, maybe it was sponsored or something by something eventually, but like, they made it. And so I think it's their thing. It doesn't feel like they're the kind to corporately sell out, right? Like, it feels like this is going to be their thing that they run for fun for their friends for whatever reason, right? So, you know, like, everybody knows, like, they might have started the
1: first one. And now it's like an event hosted by like, whatever guys Hector, and he like, takes control of it. But at the same time, it's still like a homebrew event. Yeah, Uh,
0: Speaking of Hector, says Wes, I love your enthusiasm for the conspiracy, but he's a total red herring just like Johnny Tran. No one's involved in Dom's heist but Dom's crew. He might like Hector... But they're not that
1: close. I disagree, and I, th- I have something to say about this during the minute this time. Okay, we'll get to there. Yeah, I have, an, I have a
0: new thought. Which also, yeah, we have some clar- clarity on uh, what's going on with Harry. Wes says, which brings me to my next point. I don't think Dom paced ra- or passed race wars onto Hector. I think he was just there. Dom left. Johnny died. Letty, quote-unquote, died. Yeah. Edwin, well, who knows. But the point is, Hector was the only one left, so he's the big man on campus. When Dom says they invented race wars, to Letty and Seven, I took that to be metaphorical. I don't, I don't know the way. Okay, I don't,
1: I don't know. Like they were
0: the biggest names in the scene and built it to a point where this event was the next natural evolution. If it wasn't for them and the popularity they brought, it wouldn't exist. But I don't see Dom in the planning, the event planning industry. But who knows? He's a I man don't have any talents. But I also think it could just be that like they were doing like, oh, you know, these street races. Like let's go out in the desert, right? And like let's go do something where the cops aren't. And then they have more people show up, and they're like, well, while we're out here, we might as well, like, have... I feel like it can, uh, it can happen like that, right? It doesn't It can evolve. be, it can be it, a natural, yeah.
1: organic evolution. Yes. So maybe Dom was the first one to be like, you know what? Like, this weekend, we're just going to go race in the desert. And he started the first race wars, but then the next time, this guy was like, dude, like, you want me to plan it next time? And, like, I'll get everybody to come? And Dom's like, sure. Like, I'll be there, you know? And that man was Twinkie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And then Wes says, it's funny to me that you guys didn't really know James Taylor because he's so prevalent in my life. He's a massively successful folk, pop, rock, singer, songwriter who started in the late 60s. He's kind of the epitome of old white people music, but Mm. low-key one of my favorites. I don't bring him up a lot or even listen to that much, but his music was around so much when I was growing up, that every time I hear him somewhere, I have to take a minute and listen. Even Mrs. Oh. West knows, every time I ask her, hey, do you know who this is? If it sounds kind of folksy, it's almost always James Taylor. Mm. Saw so him a concert a few years ago in the 60s, and he's great. Kind of wish I could see him in his era, though. He's one of those artists that you probably have heard and just don't realize. anyway, I'm from a very southern Texas family, so maybe it speaks to my heritage. Also... Dennis Wilson was the Beach Boys member that was friends with Charles Manson. In Once Upon a time, ah. time in Hollywood, when Manson shows up to Sharon Tate's house, he's looking for Dennis Wilson. I didn't know that.
1: That's really fucking cool. Wow, that th- that throws a whole big wrench in that whole thing, huh? That blew my mind a little bit. Damn, good connection, Wes, thanks.
0: Makes the movie a little bit darker, sort of.
1: It does. No, that's very strange. And, I mean, we just watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, you know, I think I would have... I don't know if they mentioned his name in that or not, but still, interesting.
0: I think they probably do, but they might also just say, like, Dennis. You know, I, I don't know. But... Yes, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, yeah. Weird, okay. And then Wes says, that's all I've got for this week. Sorry I couldn't join in a live stream, but it sounds like it went well. And since South By canceled just days after you recorded, you shouldn't have any problems editing it and getting the Too Fast episode posted. Until next time... Stay Furious. Well, indeed, indeed. You're right. It is going up right on time. <laughs> yeah, very true. And then, Joe, our third and final email, once again, from another new listener, Jerry Robinson, emailed in a week or two ago, subject line, I finally caught up, which felt like, remember, he emailed Holy after fuck. listening to no, the last he said one. He was
2: yeah. yeah, how,
0: yeah. holy shit. Yeah. Did he just, like, listen to Nothing But Too Fast for, like, a week and a half? Hey, fellas, last time I said I finished lap one, and I listened to you guys every day in and out of work, in the shower, and I eventually got to the recent, the most recent episode when you guys shout me out. I was literally having a Roman moment. We saw that spider <laughs> in Too Fast, so thank you so much. And I cut you off because, like, he's like, yeah, I basically just... Didn't stop listening to you until I uh, caught Damn. up. Damn. Yeah. Holy shit. Well, g- welcome. He says, I'm following you guys on Facebook and Instagram. Well, thank you so much. Facebook.com slash 2Fast2Forever and at 2Fast2Forever on Twitter and Instagram. He says he'd love to be a guest and explain his thoughts on all the movies. He said he saw Ooh. all eight main movies numerous times. I don't mm. count Hobbs and Shaw, he says. Hashtag Justice for Han. True. In my opinion, here's who needs a spinoff before those two. So, number okay. one, Tej. After two, fast tish. and fast five, show how the hell he got all those skills.
1: Oh, like an in-between movie, like we were trying to say about like like the Jesse prequel. We get like a movie between two and five.
2: I like
0: yeah. that. That'd be cool. What I just assume is Wes's theory or Wes's you know vocabulary of automancer, right? Like just like oh, yeah. he's just near cars. He just powers up that way because they all kind of power up that way, right? Yeah. But it
1: would be fun to see, like, the in-between, though. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, to see yeah. and be like, oh, what's
0: this computer do? And, like, become a hacker, and, yeah. Number two, Letty, how Owen Shaw fully got her, leading into Six, which I think would be cool. Especially that would give more screen time to Owen too.
1: It would and I think that would be a really good short movie like kind of in the sense of like Los like, Bandoleros. Bandoleros. Yeah like we need like a good like 20 minute that comes out as like an extra feature on one of the DVDs or something. Yeah I can see that. I just looked up on my TV and I'm seeing a movie with The Rock
0: in it. Ooh. I don't know why I just see like a very young, oh it's Walking Tall, sorry. For all we know and I don't think it does because we probably would have heard about it by now but like there might be special features or scenes that like explain some of these kind of things right because eventually Oh, I think in next lap, I think next lap, we're going to, not giving away the theme, but we're going to dive a little bit deeper into sort of Mm. deleted scenes and stuff like that. So this kind of stuff might be out there. I don't know. But um, I also do want to say, uh, I watched the Craig Lieberman video this week on the turbocharged prelude, and he didn't have a ton to say about it because he was basically like, the shoot was short and, you know, there wasn't a lot of money, which I think we gathered because there's basically no dialogue. What was interesting about it was that he was saying that they included a, a free ticket to Too Fast in it. Like, they basically oh. put out... They re-ran the DVD. It was, like, the tricked-out edition or something, and it included the Turbocharged Prelude. And so they ah. sold it. I think it was, like... I think, basically, the movie came out on a Friday, and that Tuesday they released this DVD to stores. But in the DVD was a ticket to Too Fast. So, like, if you knew you were going to go to Too Fast, or if you are interested in Too Fast you go out, you buy this DVD for, you know, 15 bucks or whatever, and you get the 8 or 9 or $10 ticket or whatever in there. So I think that's a smart move. But it the reason really I bring that play. up yeah. is because there might be things like what Jerry's looking for, that what we've talked about, that we can get to next lap. Like, if there are deleted scenes or special videos or whatever, there might be more stuff out there that we just don't know about. You know what I mean?
1: And there might be, like, special wacky edition DVDs. Haley just told us about the special edition DVD that they get in Australia about mm-hmm. what it has them in order. So, I don't know. There could be lots of things
0: that we're missing. Jerry Third one, number three, Han. I like how you guys said in earlier episodes how many times he went to Japan. Yeah, like the whole Han and Giselle trilogy would be, you know, that's, that's kind of our number one, I think, probably.
1: Yeah, I think so. That's top tier. I agree.
0: He says a short story with Dom, Mia, Vince, Jesse, and Leon. He says, where the fuck is he, by the way, on how they got their cars that they use in the first movie? Like a prequel? I like that. And yeah, Leon's just gone. Yeah.
1: So my theory on Leon, Dom knows Leon, right? But like when Mia's talking about them and how they the crew. Leon kind of showed up a little bit later. He might have been like, actually kind of a criminal and could have just oh, like okay. drifted up drifted off into the night because remember when she says like how does Dom know all these guys she's like Vince you know knew him since the third grade Letty grew up down the street or whatever and she's like Leon just showed up one day and kind of never left we haven't gotten to that part in a minute yet and I can't look back so
0: there's no looking back I also think it'd be really funny if they did like a prequel now like I don't know that they could but like now that they're They'd 20 be like years 40. later and they all look so wildly different <laughs> yeah. like they're all you know, Dom is like a skinny, like Vin is like a skinny normal guy in the first movie, and now he's like action star, ripped, buff. You know what I mean? Just huge. I mean, so he's be big in to the see first him playing one. Playing that same or younger version of himself. I agree. Yeah, and I don't know that you could do it like. Uh, when Without American Summer* did their prequel series, and they like made jokes because in the, in the movie they were talking about how like they're all way too old to be the characters they're playing, and now they're like ten years later they were playing whatever you know what I mean? Like it's all just like the
1: same age, like the yeah. next day or whatever.
0: So I don't know if you could do that because it's not really a comedy in that way, but uh, yeah, it would, be I mean, it, it would be funny to see. I, would, I mean, I would like to see that story. Maybe you have other actors like around the age of like twenty or something. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. He says, "Sorry if my email's too long. It's not, but I love the podcast Never. and I'm fanboying right now with all these theories you have." I said, "I owe you a 10 second car." And here it is, if Joe can guess. Have an awesome day, guys, Jerry. So we have a third picture now. So we got one from Rachel. We've got one okay. from Melissa. And we've got one from Jerry. So the next three episodes, not this one, because as you'll hear on this episode, I pull rank and I do one of my own. Yes. We've got three more in the chamber. So we're going to get to those cool. over movies four, five, and six before we head back to Tokyo Drift for three. So, Sounds cool. Perfect.
1: I'm excited for it. And
0: that was all the email. so thank you all for writing in. If you want to email in family at cageclub.me, we will read it next episode on our Bloodshot episode. Ooh. Very cool. Very exciting.
1: Thank you for writing in, Jerry. I appreciate the email. Thank you, buddy.
0: On the streets, is there any new Fast and Furious news since last week? (laughs) I don't know that (laughs) I've seen it. I don't think so. And uh, we had another couple states vote in primaries. Still, as far as I can tell, Dwayne Johnson not voting for for the Rock. But let me search Dwayne Johnson president on Google News. Dwayne Johnson celebrates his three daughters with touching posts for International Women's Day. That's not at all related to the president, but that's in there. And The Rock president rock out with the George H W Bush Presidential Library and Museum (laughs) once again. Not the Rock running for president. So maybe one day. No, not right now. At this point, I might even vote for the Rock in the primaries. To be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, there's I might write him in. Who knows? Yeah.
1: Anything can happen. All
0: right, Joe, the last thing we have to do is the Fast and Furious Minute. Minute 38. A minute I called, and I don't know We we can always change this. You nailed it. You want it. time by the magazine. I see, Lab says the skid marks came back the same. Mashimoto ZX tires. So
2: we know that it's somebody in the street racing world.
3: We don't make this case soon. The truckers will take matters into their own hands. I tell them we're close. You going to make me a liar? Look, what do we know? We all know this world revolves around Toretto, right? Uh, I'm not saying that he's necessarily the one that's popping these trucks, but I can guarantee the both of you that he knows who is. It's just a matter of time until I win his You want time, find the magazine. We don't have time. Just get me something I can use. Is Harry cooperating? Yeah, like a guy that's gonna do three to five for receiving stolen property if he doesn't. What kind of vibe is he getting from Toretto? He's scared to death of him, but he doesn't think he's jacking trucks in his spare time either. He's too controlled for that.
2: Right. Not that I want to contradict Harry's fine judge of character, but Toretto did hard time for nearly beating a guy to death.
0: All right. So in Get this me? minute, we have Tanner, Bilkins, and Brian finishing their conversation about Dom. Things feel urgent, and then Tanner yes. and Brian leave Bilkins' office and the house to continue their conversation.
1: Yes, and we see them walk over the the pool bridge once again, which I think yep. is very interesting.
0: This was a really
1: hard minute for me. There's not a lot to look at in this minute. No, it's more talking. Things happening, dialogue, they're kind of moving the story along. There's nothing for me to pick out. We said, you said, oh, uh, Bilkins has a watch on.
0: Yeah, I wanted to see if you could find the watch, and you couldn't find the watch because. Couldn't find the watch. I. I it don't know if that anybody's deep. really looking to look like Bilkins in this movie. No offense to Bilkins. <laughs> I agree, though. What
1: else did I look at? The, the chalkboard, I can't read. There's a chalkboard in the background. I saw some more boxes. Also can't read them because they're focusing on faces. I don't know what to tell you, bud. I'm
0: sorry. That's a bummer. That's a big bummer. Not your fault. I dug. Just... I dug. I watched
1: it I a know. bunch of times. I tried to get a bunch of stuff. I really did. I, I couldn't.
0: So two notable moments. Then we will get to your theory, and I think there is a an explanation here of the conversation we had with Mike a while back. But we learned that Harry is cooperating to avoid jail time for receiving stolen property. We were wondering, like, is he under the the, the long arm of the law? And it seems like yeah, like they have him dead to rights, and they're like, hey, yeah, we talked us. about this. Not necessarily snitch to us, but cooperate with us. Like, let us place one of our men in your store and keep your mouth shut about it. And you won't go
1: to prison. So I have a theory about this, and and this will tie into our Hector theory, okay? Okay. So we were debating back and forth whether or not Hector's buying the parts for Dom and why he would need to do this, why couldn't Dom just buy his own parts, whatever. This is the cornerstone to my theory now.
0: The fact that Harry is basically working for the cops.
1: Yes. Dom knows the truck drivers right he has a guy on the payroll there
0: the guy with the first line in the movie right the guy who says the rogers Rogers yeah rogers on
1: the side of the truck i would believe that dom has some kind of intel or he would know somehow that harry was working for the cops or selling stolen parts and now not selling stolen parts right because who would know better than dom buying the stolen parts Dom's selling him the stolen parts, whatever. Maybe Harry's involved in the selling of the DVD players. We don't know. If anybody knew that Harry was crooked and now working with the cops, it would be Dom, which would make perfect sense why Dom would send Hector in to buy the parts for his car so that Harry wouldn't start reporting that Dom was buying the parts.
0: So it's just an extra layer of security on Dom's behalf.
1: Yes, because he now knows that Harry's maybe the only place that carries the parts, This isn't, like, internet times, right? I mean, like, we get, like, Jesse overnight parts from Japan or whatever, but, like, they're still buying parts from the parts store. Harry knows that Dom buys the parts, and everything that Dom buys is gold, and the kids come in here, they buy everything that he has. So this is just a layer of security, because he knows now, or he can assume he smells something up, and Harry's working with the cops... So he's like, he doesn't want Harry to
0: know what he's doing. I like that. That's smart. Do you like that? that? I was more on your side, I think, or we have the same side or whatever. And then Wes wrote in basically saying that he thought, you know, that that he and Hector weren't friends. The six civics. The six civic
1: theory. Yes.
0: It doesn't feel like, it feels like, yes, he's supposed to be a a red herring. But I think that that still doesn't make sense within the world of the movie, right? Yeah. And that makes sense. That, like, Dom, whether he knows explicitly or just suspects... That yeah. Harry is maybe crooked or or was crooked and now is less crooked. Like, however you want to say it, right? Yeah. I don't know.
1: I think it makes a little bit more sense like that. And Brian's kind of trustworthy. And maybe he's befriending Brian because he wants an in at the parts store that would surmount Kind of go around Harry. He could be his new parts guy. You know, because if Brian's ordering stuff from Harry, you know, Harry doesn't really see who's getting it or what's happening.
0: And the other thing that we, that also kind of plays into this, maybe not into the theory, but into the idea of Harry, Brian says that Harry doesn't think Dom is jacking trucks. So we learn that Harry is not necessarily a good judge of character or very smart.
1: Yes, and if he saw Dom buying three sets of parts for everything, he would be like, why is he buying these parts? He would start questioning things, right?
0: So Brian wants to believe that Dom is innocent. Harry actually believes that Dom is innocent. Yes. Dom is not innocent. And whether yeah. that's because they that he's uh, manipulative or just persuasive or charismatic, all these things that he's doing to chase people off his trail, like the fact that he has Hector buying parts, it's working to a certain extent, right? Because- yeah. If it wasn't for him letting his guard down to let the love of his life, Brian O'Connor, into his life, he probably would have gotten away with it forever. Or he would
1: have gotten killed by one of the truck drivers.
0: I guess that's at the end here. Vince probably would have died. And then maybe he would have stopped jacking trucks.
1: Yeah. And there would have been a murder. We would have found out that Vince was involved. He probably would have got caught anyways. Vince wouldn't have been alive for another movie.
0: I think, and we're going to get to the minute again much later in the movie, but it feels like this might also be, at least for now, kind of their one last job too, right? Like it feels like, I think it's either Mia or Letty, one of them is like, we don't need to do more jobs, I think.
1: Yeah, one of them says, I thought you were quitting. Dom's like, we just need one more job. This is our one last job. That's like the whole argument that he and Mia have near the end. Yeah. And Letty's like, we don't need to do this anymore. And he's like, after this one, this is the big one. We'll stop.
0: Yeah. In spite of the fact that this minute did not have a lot of info, like not a lot of things that we could talk about. I think that the information we get about Harry, specifically what he knows and what he doesn't know and how he's involved, you know, informs some theories. So I think this is a, important minute in that regard no this
1: is a very important minute because we've talked about this before why is harry kind of involved with brian and things like that i'm glad we finally get to break this down we've talked about like we didn't really know what he was doing he confirms here that he was receiving stolen property which is weird see now this plays it weird too because like if he was receiving stolen property Maybe he's the one who's, like, offloading stuff for Dom, and he's trying to throw a wrench in it.
0: Like, we see how frazzled Harry is all the time, right? Like, I feel like if Harry is actually actively dealing with Dom, I don't think that he's the kind of guy who could, like, get the cops off his scent. Unless Brian is lying to Bilkinson Tanner, like, oh, yeah, Harry doesn't think so either, like, as, like, more mm. as more evidence that, like... Dom's not the guy. I'm telling you, Dom's not the guy. By the way, Harry doesn't think he's the guy either. And then that's when Tanner's like, Harry's not a good, jo- like, Harry's a criminal. Like, who, yeah. like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So maybe that's the other thing too, right? Like, you know, maybe Harry's maybe. in it. Maybe they're both like, yeah, like, we know it's Dom. Like, also, by the way, I'm, you know, don't look in that closet because it's full of DVD players or whatever, right? But
1: yeah, but, uh, but you know what? Harry would have just gave up Dom, not just like worked with the cops and like tried to like throw them off his scent forever, right? That would, you'd have been like, okay, like, either like you go to jail. Or it's Dom. Those yeah, it would be options. weird to have like
0: the backbone to not snitch, but not have the backbone to not cooperate, right? It's like I'm yeah. not giving up names, but if you but you <clears> can <throat> plant a guy in my store, like that feels like a weird middle ground that doesn't make any sense. So yes, agreed. yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. These guys, they have they don't have time. They're running out of time. But Dom, he's got nothing but time. So Dom and Bilkins are basically polar opposites. True,
1: they are. They're on two different sides of the law. All That's right. So
0: works. the question, and I think you uh, like the question because you. Added I added forth the the missing answer. Okay. Yes. So I really like your question. What brand or type of tires left skid marks at the scene of the heist? And I'm going to simplify yours a little bit. Or do you want to keep that in? No, you have to keep it exactly as it is. Cause is this you from know My Cousin it's... Vinny?
1: It absolutely is. I was just watching My Cousin Vinny recently, and that's the model of the tires in My Cousin Vinny. That's why I wanted to put that in there. The car that made these two equal length tire marks had posi traction. You can't make those marks without posi traction.
0: The four that I have here, the Gallo Twenty Four R's. I mean, you gotta. You, what? You know, <laughs> but tires are better than the Gallo Twenty Fours. The Gallo Twenty Fours are the what would be better for my for my Skyline. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Pizza Place has made tires too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Savage exactly. burn.
1: And if you get that wrong,
0: you're such a buster. The quiz should just <laughs> stop and just be like. The right answer is the Mashimoto ZX tires. Then you put in the Michelin model XGV tire size 75R14. And then when I Googled Mashimoto ZX to make sure it was spelled right, somebody was like, should I get these or should I get the Pirelli P0? So I was like, if somebody's debating between these two, sure, why not? That's probably similar. Exactly.
1: Pirelli P zeros are cool. Yeah.
0: Joe, any other thoughts on the minute before we take a break and bring in Mr. Nate Milton?
1: No. Uh, that was a really good breakdown of Harry, and I'm glad that we covered that in this minute because that's all that there was for you know there the is. As
0: I was editing the back half this morning, there's a thing that Nate says later about how the action sometimes weighs things down, and he likes to because and you'll hear all this, but he likes to because you know you get some character development. I feel like that's what we say, and I feel like that's also what the beauty of the minute is, is that like the action is fine, but like what we really like is the character development in. The these things and when you're watching the movie you don't really care about harry you don't really care about hector like you care about hector insofar as that like they want you to think that he's the bad guy but i also think that like going line by line going minute by minute watching it 10 or 11 times or whatever and really getting a sense of how this world is built and whether or not there's actual explanations for these things whether or not There's logic behind all this. Mm -hmm. Like, you can see how they want the pieces to be connected. And I feel like going minute by minute, going to what Nate's going to say in a little bit, I think it's nice to be able to dive deep on these characters that no one in their right mind should put this much thought towards. Like, no one should care this much about Harry. No one should care this much about The Racer's Edge. No one should care about, like, who Hector's actually buying parts for. But why not? If not us, who? I would love to get Hector to
1: be a guest on our show and be like, Hector, were you supposed to be buying the parts for Dom? Why were you buying the parts for Dom? Because do you think they had to like suss that out to him as a character? Or do you think they're just like deliver
0: these lines? I would guess that's probably up to the actor. I think it could be like if if you're curious into your backstory, I think you could be like, well, why am I doing this? Or how does this get involved or whatever? Or some people could just, just like just any like, job, I guess. Yeah. yeah. some people would just be like, oh, yeah, I'm just gonna say the lines, whatever, because like he knows that he's not the star of this movie. You know, he knows that it's, to a certain extent, he's the red herring. If he's like, hey, so why am I doing this? How am I actually involved? How do I know Dom? How should I play this? Then he has, you know, conversations with Rob Cohen, who with, with you know, the people who wrote the screenplay, maybe with Vin Diesel and just like, okay, here's where my character stands. But he also, they might not know, he might not know. Or they also might just be like, well, how would you play? Like, where, how do you think you fit in? And they may go from there, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yep. All right, let's take a break and we'll we'll be right back to talk about Too Fast, Too Furious with Nate Milton.
1: Welcome back to Too Fast, Too Forever. This is episode number 75, Too Fast, Too Furious. This episode is brought to you by Mitsubishi, the Mitsubishi Lancer Evolution. The first Mitsubishi Lancer Evolution was launched in 1992, rally bred from its inception. To make it ultra-competitive, Mitsubishi took the lightweight Lancer, reduced its weight even further, increased body and suspension rigidity, and powered it with a 4G63-type intercooler turbo engine, delivering torque. Through an four wheel drive system, Mitsubishi.
0: In theory, they're not really kicking it old school, as we talked about in the beginning, because like no, because they're not. they're not. But you were just saying that there's not a lot of not a lot of new Mitsubishi, so like these throwbacks are kind of kicking it old school in a way, yeah, right? I didn't
1: know. I like, I mean, like I I haven't been paying really attention, but did you know that they like stopped making the like Evo in the Eclipse? Truly so, a like, shame. The, yeah, the two cars from this movie, they don't make them anymore.
0: Oh, it's crazy. Man. Let us. Tally, tarry, dilly-dally, whatever, no (laughs) further, let us bring in the man of the hour. You know him from – well, from this show. You know him from the Fast Five portion of The Night Before, The Fast and the Furious. What? He also has two podcasts, at least of his own. He's got The Kings of Sport. He's also got a show that you and I have been on, Joe. He's got the Rocky via Picture Show. That we've been talking about forever, yeah. Part of post-wrestling. We got some great feedback from our listeners on our episode. We Welcome to the show, please, Mr. Nate
3: Milton. Hello, Nate. Yo, Joes, what is going on, <laughs> my, my brothers? This In the wrestling business, this is what they call you know getting your heat back, because you came on the Rocky via <laughs> Picture Show, and, and, and I put you boys over. Now I'm on your show. I'm in your backyard, and and, and you're doing me the solid. So I, I appreciate the uh, reciprocity. Oh, I love that. am glad you're here, man. Yeah. I, I, I do have to say, like, Joey, I, I don't want this uh, episode to start off on a contentious note. But I Uh-oh. do have a bone to pick with Brother oh, Joe. With me or with Joe, too? With Joe, too. Because okay. uh, what we engaged in a business deal. Don't act like you don't know Joe, too. We engaged oh, yeah. in a business deal before the the program began. And, and you know, I I bought some, uh, some, let's just say, medicinal meditation aids from okay. Joe, too. He told me it was sticky. And once I looked at the bag, man, this ain't sticky. That's sticks and stems. (laughs) Now I I have to act a fool, dear listeners. I have to act a fool because I, I got sticks and stems in my bag now.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Man, I'm what sorry, you man. gonna do? Uh-oh. I'm gonna act
3: the fool, Joe. <laughs> oh,
1: man, you got me. I was like, "What the hell is he talking?"
3: Man, you weed and you can't. Dirtweed. All right. Man, sorry. There were so many things I could have came in with just based <laughs> off of the greatness of this movie. Like I, I was like, "Do I go ludicrous? Do I go Joe Budden, oh. who was ubiquitous in
1: this?" Oh film? my god, I know they played. How many times did we hear "Pump It Up" in this movie? At least three. At, At least, least three full time. Yeah,
0: it was At an interesting minimum. soundtrack choice. Yeah. Before we talk about all the Joe Budden of this movie, I want to establish some credentials here. So, now, Mr. Nate, when you signed up, when we were sending, we were finding people for this lap. We were like, what movies do you want to do? And your boy, The Rock, has been in four of these movies, right? He was our five Five. of these movies now, right? And we were like, oh, we got so many movies from Dwayne Johnson. We got Rocky and so many of these movies. (laughs) Nate's going to join us for one of those. And he's like, number one choice with the bullet too fast. We're
3: like, okay. Down. And so here you are
1: not a lot of people love this movie the way we
3: love this movie mm-hmm. that's the thing because i knew like a lot of people are going to choose the later movies that that feature the rock because to, to me that's where the series really kind of takes off into a whole new level and, and i've heard you guys talk about not only this film but also tokyo drift and and how they don't really get the the, the credit that they deserve and, and so like for me I, I i had to come and talk about too fast too too uh furious because to me like i like the first one like I, I've, I've seen them all And I like the first one, but I really, really like Too Fast, and I think a lot of people don't. And I think the reasons I probably like it are are, are a lot of the reasons why the the mainstream audience didn't really take to it. Okay. Well, we will get into that in a little bit. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here. Now, you just mentioned a very important point.
0: You've seen them all. Do you have rankings? Can you rank your favorites from favorite to least favorite?
3: I I have. I have. I I, I know the show. I know the format. Wonderful, wonderful. (laughs) Oh,
1: a little Birdman okay. hand rub there if you didn't hear it. Yeah, so feel <laughs> yeah, free,
3: right. feel free to
0: work your way from the bottom up or top down, whatever feels more comfortable.
3: Let's go top down because okay. I, I think like okay, the three of us talked and, and I think we have probably a consensus. Sure, yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. going to start the number one. It's the movie we talked about on Rocky Movie of Picture Show, Fast Five. Of course, yes, uh, yeah, that's top uh, Fast tier. five is just great, amazing. Uh, number two, Furious Seven. Okay. Oh, you like Seven? Okay, cool. I had a yeah. real tough choice between Seven and Six, but I think. Like, the real-life emotion of the Paul Walker stuff just gets me every time. Okay. It does, yeah.
1: It, it tears us up, man. Rachel cries at the end of it every time. And it's like,
3: right? I'm, like I know it's coming, yep. but I'm never ready for it when when like when they start. Like, I don't even like that song. The... the, the... <laughs> Will I See You Again? I don't even like that song, but they play it, and I get emotional. And like, yeah. you know, getting into the real world, they played it at Kobe Bryant's uh, memorial oh, service oh boy. Yeah. at the Staples Center. Wiz and uh, Charlie came out and did the song. It got me choked up. and like, I don't even like this damn song, but I love, like, it's it's emotional resonance, so... <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's way deeper than it needs to be, right? Like, yes, and it's 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 just the connection to Paul Walker that gives that. Yep. Song. Like, if you heard that song before and like it wasn't part of Fast and Furious and Paul Walker, this would have never been like a hit.
3: Like, I drive home and it comes on the radio, and I have to let the song finish because, like, you know, how can we not talk about family? Because it's all we, <laughs> well, got. <family's> all we <laughs> got. All we got. <laughs> uh, so I got Furious Seven at number two. Number three is uh Fast and Furious Six. Okay, so, yeah, Six is great. So so far, top three. All with The Rock. Okay. I okay. see yeah. how this yeah. is going. Now, this is where it gets a little interesting, because I I went over this middle part like three or four times. It and it's hard. Time, it, it gets Yeah, hard. it came out different. But I think I'm going to stick to this ranking. Okay. Uh, let's go with number four is Fast and Furious 4, like the, the kind Ooh. of restart of the Ooh. franchise. Okay. The, okay. The, reboot, yeah. Uh, yeah, the soft reboot. Number five, I'm going with Too Fast, Too Furious. Okay. I like Too Fast. Number six, I think I'm going to go with Tokyo Drift.
0: Okay.
1: We are big Tokyo Drift fans. Yeah. We're we big Tokyo Drift fans over here. Here's a question
0: for you. And yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to derail your thing, but are there like, are there gaps between certain movies? Because like, there's a few that we have then there's sort of like a little gap and there's another gap, like in terms of like where. So like, it seems like the top three are maybe together, then there's like a gap between. Your third and fourth. Is that is that fair
3: to say? Yeah, like the top three are are locked in. Like okay. the only yes. difference is maybe one day six will be higher than seven right, right, right. The other yeah, day yeah, yep. back. But those are all three locked in. Then like this middle three, Fast and Furious, Two Fast and Furious, and Tokyo Drift, they're kind of locked into their level where they're all mm-hmm. there, but sometimes it rotates among the three. And then we go to the bottom three. Number seven is Hobbs and Shaw. Wow. Okay. Okay. I like. And Hobbit again, like it, it sounds bad to say, like it's number seven. But right. I think what we what we've seen through all these movies is there really there really isn't a stinker in the bunch. Like even no. my number even my number nine movie is a fun kind of popcorn flick. So like I got Hobbs and Shaw at seven. I got the original Fast and Furious at number eight, which is tying cool. our all time low ranking mm. for the original. Yeah. Yeah. Did you not have nostalgia for it?
1: Did you see it when it first came out?
3: Well, see, I liked it when it first came out, but it didn't. Like, it didn't grab me. Okay. We're, like, we'll talk about it when we get into Too Fast, Too Furious. Like, Too Fast, Too Furious grabbed me. Okay, and that was it, So, right? like, that's why it's it's higher on the list, much higher on the list than, than the original. And then finally, bringing up the rear. I know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> the fate of the furious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, same.
1: You're right in this camp. There's not too many I mean, people to have it like white, white
3: girl dreadlocks bring it down every time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fair point, fair, fair, fair point. I apologize to
3: any of our Caucasian female listeners that have Have dreadlocks. dreadlocks. It's nothing (laughs) personal. Yeah, shout out Sway,
0: (laughs) shout out Sway. Importantly, Joe, overall, if we have the next, if our next guest puts Fast Five number one, the average for that will be below two. It'll be closer to like, it'll be a 1.99. Like we are, Fast Five, the last four guests we've had have all been one. Eight of the last 10 guests have all had it at first. Like people love five, consensus pretty much across the board yeah fate is struggling even down further past seven right now so geez fate is not kind to fate if you know what I mean.
3: and and the thing is like i like i said guys it's like a like you know i I often hear you make the comparison to the mcu yep and so i look at fate like i look at thor the dark world or incredible hulk where they're bad mcu movies but they're not bad superhero movies yeah they're fun true like like, uh, fast and furious 8 is a bad fast and furious movie but compared to what else is out there I'll still watch that over you know some other random action film of
1: course that's funny and and everybody that comes on like we're all ta- always talking about this we rank them everybody's like yeah 8 is really low but nobody's like I'm not gonna go see 9 now right you know what I mean like everybody's
0: like oh we're still I on mean, board
3: good. John Cena's in 9 as a wrestling fan like you've already you've already got my $12 <laughs>
0: I think you mentioned that you saw the one, one one that came out. Like have you been on this franchise's bandwagon since the beginning or where did you first join? What was the first one you saw?
3: Well, I actually saw uh, the first one. And but but I wasn't on the bandwagon at the time. Okay. I don't think I fully jumped on the bandwagon until five. Like I was all it was always kind of a second tier or third tier franchise to me until five kicked it up a notch where the only franchise I watch more than the fast films are the MCU films. Okay. Yeah. Like it's jumped Star Wars for me. It's jumped Star Trek. Oh, it's it, yeah. it like any other kind of big franchise. Uh, I guess the Expendables question mark. Like any other big franchise <laughs> to me, Fast has supplanted itself in that top tier with the MCU. Yeah, yeah for
1: sure.
0: Yeah, I yeah. Mean
3: for us, it's number one. Obviously. Yes,
0: actually, Joe, I've got some devastating news. I have. I, I'm seeing another franchise right now, and uh,
1: oh my god, who is it?
0: I don't even have like a joke. I don't even like. I I, I can't. I, I can't. I can't even betray this that way. I just. I mm. can't.
1: Oh, you were just kidding.
0: Okay. Yeah i mean, I do like other franchises. Like, I'm there's nothing more exciting yeah, we're to not than like when a franchise or like a TV, se- like when you can get lost in an ongoing thing, like that's the best thing in the world. Like, when you have like a you, you start a new TV show that has like 200 episodes, you're like, oh my God, this is my favorite thing. Or like yeah. you start like a thousand page book, you're like, oh my, I can't, like, I have so much more of this and I love it already. When you have an ongoing something, whether it's a franchise or a TV series or whatever, there's almost like no better feeling in discovering something new. You're like, not only do I love this, but there is so much of much this content already yeah yeah i
1: just had a thought we were talking about this we were talking about the mcu and fast and furious and we've never discussed this what if they did a jetsons meet the flintstones and they have a full actual (laughs) crossover between like the mcu and fast and furious and like dom and thor together yeah driving like we have everything, just ca- all full circle. The Hulk. Well, how mm. would you feel
0: about that? Well, we already got the Hulk, Hulk in this movie in, the, in this franchise in this <laughs> <of> the form of a car. <laughs>
3: True. Oh, so so you. What you're saying is you just want scenes with a little Bow Wow and Mark Ruffalo.
1: You know, like just like one movie crossover, and we're like, okay, that's what we got. And like, you know, we just see it just for like one episode. Like somebody really bad comes in. They have to call Thor. Thor just shows up, fucks something up, and then he like skips off into the Well, here's what
3: makes that so even even crazier. What takes it up even another level, because you have MCU, you got the Fastiverse, but then we've got one man who is in a separate universe altogether, and that's Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who is black Adam. So we bring it in the DC universe as well. So it's the ultimate. crossover between these franchises yeah we could get the whole
1: thing i just think it would be really interesting i think that they could get away with it at this point i think that we're pushing it enough that in 10 like if like the hulk actually showed up everybody (laughs) would be like i'm okay with it
3: maybe when tony stark died he didn't really die he just went to a different universe and he pops up on the fast and furious and now he's our new mr nobody oh that RDJ as the new nobody.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> he just leaves one huge franchise for this one. <laughs> like, he just, like, he tried to do a little, he... do little didn't work. He's like, all right, cool. I got to get, you know, got to get when you're getting <laughs> right, <the getting's
3: laughs> good. How great would it be if he just walked out of the shadows on in, in nine or ten? <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I
0: just saw Onward, the new Pixar movie, and in that there's, like, you know, there's Troll Brothers or whatever they are, and they're played by the guys who play Star-Lord and Spider-Man. So I'm already, like, in yeah. the MCU mindset, and they're bringing their dad back to life, and it's kind of like a Weekend of Bernie situation because the whole movie is them trying to revive the dad for the okay. day, they're just we gonna burn his. They make sort of a top half of a body. And he's just sort of like flopping around, like you know. And so I'm thinking the whole movie. Oh, that's Robert Downey Jr. Like he, they're just like bringing him around, yeah. like Iron Man <laughs> just toting him around. So in my, he doesn't have a line in the entire movie, but like I'm just like, oh, RDJ's right there. So now he's just you know working his way from Doolittle to Pixar and clearly into the uh, the Fastiverse. Exactly.
1: Sorry, that was a that was a tangent, but I just had the thought finally right there. So I was like, oh, I want to share that with these guys.
0: All right. So now Nate, we got some either or questions. Lightning round questions. You've heard these before. No wrong answers. Just, we want to get a sense of, I mean, we know who you are, but we want to get a sense of how you see you in this movie, in this franchise. So, question number one, would you say that you're more of a Brian or a Dom? Dom. Okay. Yeah, okay.
3: okay. Okay. Yeah,
0: family. It's all about family. That's all that we got. Now, do you think you're more of a Mia or a Letty? Ooh. I like
3: to think I'm a Letty, but I'm probably actually a Mia.
0: That is basically the answer that everyone <laughs> gives, because we're like, we Letty, but like we know that we're not a Letty.
3: Yeah, we, I'm not and a we lady. came to the conclusion
1: that if if you have a podcast, you're probably not a Letty.
3: <laughs> yeah, Letty is not spending time on a weekend editing in Audacity. <laughs> no, she's not. Dom, you got that MP3 for me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Dom, I really need that MP3. I come on, Dom, you said you were gonna send it last night. Very important to this movie. Are you more of a Roman or a Tej? And right now, tied. Equal number of people said Roman.
3: Equal number of people said Tej. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, interesting. Well, I, I think I, I'll keep that tie going because on the microphone, I'm Roman. But when the mics are off, I'm Tej. That's a good one.
0: On mic, yeah. Roman. Off mic, Tej. I like that a lot. Okay. Yeah. This is... Close to your heart, I think. More of a Hobbs or a Shaw? Gotta, come on. i got to go with my man Hobbs.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. I'd
3: be betraying my whole franchise if, if I went with uh, Shaw in this
0: <laughs> So this lap, we're calling this the kicking an old school lap. We're going to get into that a little bit more to kick off the conversation in a little bit. But, you know, we're really kind of focusing in a way on the cars. Car question here for you. Are you more a fan of American Muscle? Or imports. Mm. This this movie filled with imports. There's very yeah. few American muscle here. Not, with, there's a
2: couple. There's. This men have have
0: the have the the muscle cars that they win in the race and whatever. But for the yeah. most part, is a lot of tuners. So I mean, it fits the aesthetic of Miami. But uh, muscles yeah. or imports.
3: <sighs> I love a good import, but uh, given that this is an election year, I got to play to my constituency, play to my base. It's it's all about American muscle. (laughs) Love it. Makes
0: sense. Corona or Belgian ale?
3: Come on, man. like, Like silly coronavirus jokes aside, it's all about the corona. All right.
1: Always Corona, yeah, dude. Corona. I mean, it's just an easy drinking beer, man. You're not going to offend anybody with a Corona,
0: I don't think. No. Now, Nate, we're pulling a job. Are you a racer or are you a designer? Are you out in the field doing it, or are you the man in the chair supporting from HQ? Ooh.
3: In my twenties, I probably would have been a racer. <laughs> okay. But okay. but now uh, that I'm that I'm a, a more distinguished uh, older age, I'll be the guy in the chair. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, I'm not trying to go to jail immediately. I get it. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a much more careful driver now.
1: Oh, same. I'm such a slow driver. Like I it's such, that. it's such a joke. Like I used to have. I, and actually, I just I gave it to my buddy Zach, and I was driving his car. But like I had like a radar detector, mm. and like he just has it in his car now. And I'm like, I couldn't even take this thing back if I wanted. Like there's no use for this for me anymore. <laughs>
3: Don't mess with my safe driving discount, bro.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I'm
0: like, no, like people like pass me. I'm like, go for it. We just won. We just stole whatever verb you want to use. $11 million. You're going to Macau. You're going to Vegas. You're going wherever you want to go. Monaco. You're betting it all on roulette. Mm. Are you putting it all on black? You putting it all on red?
3: I'm going to say this as if nobody else has said it on your podcast before, but in the words of the great American poet, Wesley Snipes, always bet on black. I
0: would say more people have said that than not said that, but that's also exactly what I said. Yes. So I'm right there with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, more more people than you can imagine actually have said that. They're like they're all with you.
0: When is Wesley going to join this franchise? Oh, because now that Blade is Mahershala, I mean, like what's Wesley got going on? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, true, he would fit perfectly in this as like an older statesman, like maybe like one of Mister uh, Nobody's colleagues mm, or somebody, or a yeah, I don't know. FBI agent, yeah. Safety guaranteed here, Nate. Are you more likely to drive a car into a plane before it takes off as it's taking off or skydive out of a plane in a car, parachute, GPS guide you onto the road? Safety guaranteed. You're not going to get in harm's way either way, but you need to deal with the fear. The deal, with yeah. the adrenaline rush. What do you want to do?
3: Into a plane, like okay. it, to me, that like it, it's more fun because it's just a straight shot. But also, like, yeah, I, I, I don't do well with heights.
1: I hate heights, and it gets worse as I get older too, man. I don't even like looking off like the edge of a railing anymore. <laughs> like if I'm in like a if if I'm in an arena and it's too high, mm. I'm like, uh no, I'm good.
3: Here. <laughs> yeah, I had a convention last summer. At the uh, new Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Oh, cool, yeah. And, like, the first day of the convention, I had these really great seats. It was, like, on that second level. But then the the next day of the convention, like, they switched it so everybody could have a good seat. And we were at the very top of the stadium oh, no. and after uh, about five minutes like i had to go into the concourse and just watch the rest of the like the speaker through the tv monitor oh, yeah. I, I couldn't i couldn't be up
1: there Oof. my knees get weak i started to get like whew.
0: so you're saying you have no knees oh. mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right I need a couple more questions uh, is the word oil one syllable or two one to me one okay Oil. Unpopular answer, but I respect it. Oil. Now, I think if I if I have my geography right, I think you're based down in the uh, Virginia area. Is that true? That is correct. I don't know if either of these are in your area, but do you have a personal preference between Whataburger and the In-N-Out Burger?
3: Ooh. See, I used to live in San Diego, so I'm, I'm familiar with In-N-Out. Okay. Uh, and I've got relatives in Texas, so I know I know a little something about that okay. Whataburger. Okay. <sighs> I'm going Whataburger. a man. Oh. Love it.
0: <laughs> Ow. Oh, no. I am wild. I haven't done the math here. I am wildly outnumbered on this one. So I need all the help I can get. So I really appreciate yeah. you throwing. Like, you know, it's like a tag team match now. You know, Whataburger's <laughs> team. We're building up a little bit more. I love it. I love it. I love it. No god no
1: yeah we have this argument a lot i'm a big in n out fan joey i, I had what a burger i was very unimpressed with it mm. and joey disagrees yeah
0: it's again not my favorite burger but i'm unimpressed with in n out that's all i'm saying like it's not okay. like you know if, if Last I have time, all actually, the places we the were just in
1: california like two weeks ago i had another buddy who was also very unimpressed with in n out we went there and he said like you know what Just give me exactly what you order and I'll eat like exactly what you order because you're really uh, stoked about it. He ate the burger the way I ordered it. And he was like, honestly, that was the best In-N-Out I've ever had. Mm. I still don't think it's great, but I think that was the best experience that I've had at In-N-Out. I was like, cool. That's
3: all I wanted. If I'm being honest, if I'm out if I'm out on the West Coast, which I hope to be next uh, next this time next year, you know, In N Out's cool, Roscoe's is cool, but I'm I'm Rubio's all the way. Like Rubio's fish. What tacos, is Rubios? Oh Rubio's fish tacos? Oh they okay. what is Rubio's? I don't even know if they still exist, but when I used to live in San Diego, I would go there like at least twice is a week. Is it a after chain? School. Yeah, it was, it was a chain of like a little taco place. They specialized in fish tacos. Oh man, I gotta Coach see Hostful
0: inspired true. fresh Mexican
1: food. All right. Mm, oh. Yes. Man, damn. Okay. Well I'm adding that to the list of
0: places I have to hit when I'm in San Diego. There's one in Orlando, Joe. So if there's one there in Orlando, is? there's one in Tampa, one in Saint Petersburg. Really? Yeah. So if we go back to the uh Fast and Furious experience, oh. uh, we might have to hit up a Rubios coastal grill. Yeah, we can head down there. Go
1: see some like uh some sports, go to Universal. Yeah. I'm down. And then
0: after those, then like the closest one from here besides Florida is Colorado. So it's mostly a west coast thing and they wound <laughs> up in Florida So I guess just you know, water all around. How are you not going to have that fish taco when fish tacos is all you got? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Nate. Kind of a dark question here. Would you rather die in a fiery explosion or an icy water explosion? Because it's quicker. Okay. It's more badass.
3: Okay.
1: I just want a slow motion camera shot.
3: Like I have what is it? Uh, aquaphobia. Like I, like I I, can, I, can, I swim. I can go in a pool or whatever. But uh, like being out in the ocean, like no, that's oh, a The game. fuck
1: out of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Oh, it's for sure, man. If I'm like more than like 10 feet in the water like i'm like i started to get a little nervous i feel you
0: yeah revenge of the nerds or the dark knight <laughs> dark knight okay yeah again we're doing a heist we need your help we're like mate go out there sing a song distract mm. them what song are you singing karaoke style
3: Ooh, either new editions candy girl okay Ooh. or, or darius rucker's wagon wheel Okay. Oh Damn. We get the best answers
1: to this question. I think that this is honestly like the only question we need to ask because we've gotten every type of possible answer you can imagine. And they're all great. It's just like rowdy shit
0: all the time. Yeah. Good choices. And I then like last it. question, and I think I know the answer, but I wanna I wanna hear from the hear from the guest's mouth himself. Do you have a favorite character in this franchise? It might be an obvious question, knowing who you yes. are, yeah. knowing the show that you have. Who's your favorite character?
3: And this is something we talked about when you guys were on the and My View Picture Show. As much as I love The Rock, as much as I love uh, Letty, as much as I love Han and, and Tej uh, and Brian, my favorite characters are a tandem, a tag team, to to oh. go back to that term you used, Joey. Oh. I'm talking about Rico and Tango. <laughs> oh, that's such a good, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're they're severely underrated. Yes. You know? They bring the comic relief. They bring the explosive know-how.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You get a little fla you get like a little um Spanish, you know, yes. you get like a different language. You get like a little um exotic
3: feel to it. I like it. Yeah. Like it was so great. What was the movie they popped up again? Like uh was it was it seven or eight? where they just kind of popped up randomly. I think in 8, because I think everybody came yeah. in back in Yes, it so was, like, yeah. It oh, was over eight. in New
0: York, they're like, we got everybody coming in here.
3: And they just popped up randomly. That, that might have been my favorite scene of the movie. It was like, they're back! Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, so now, to kick things off, to talk about Too Fast, Too Furious, because this is basically going to be your time to shine, whatever you want to talk about. But since we are kicking it old school, we got a couple car questions. Answer one, answer more than one. Do you have a favorite car movie? do you have a Barbie dream car? Is there like one that you're like, Ooh, if I had all the money in the world, this is the car that I would want. Or if neither of those really apply, do you have a favorite car or a favorite car stunt in this Mm. movie? I'm going to say real quick, jumping a car onto a boat like how many movies can say they do that here like, it's great
3: uh okay so first one first one
0: favorite car movie
3: favorite car movie it's it's got to be the fast movies let's so so, so okay. fast five fast five I guess is my favorite car movie fair okay. my hey, favorite, yeah it's my favorite fast movie dream car when I was younger it was a Lamborghini all day mm-hmm. okay uh, I, I even had like the model Lamborghini kit and I made it and then just sat oh. it on my sat it on oh, my yeah. desk, and, I, you know, it, it, it was... You got the poster? It, poster in the background? The poster, yep. When I was in high school or middle school, probably middle school, I had, like, the Trapper Keeper with the Lamborghini. Oh, yeah. There.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the good stuff. You had those, like, really cool ones. They would have, like, the doors yep. open. Yeah.
3: The older I get, though, the more I think I want to kick it old school, as you, as you have said so eloquently, Joey. And mm-hmm. so I think, like, maybe, like, a 77, 79 Cadillac Coupe DeVille. Ooh. Just old, like classic, elegant, old man, cool style. <laughs> like that's a car like my uncles in like Mississippi and Texas would just ride up to the family barbecue, just like oh it. yeah, that's that's it. Actually, I got
0: a question for you guys, and it's not really about this car, but it reminded me. You what? know, like that undercut. I'm, I'm sure I don't know actually if it's true everywhere if it's just like the, the new jersey undercover cop car but there's a certain kind of cop car that's like the undercover but it has like the extra mirror on the driver's side okay. rear view mirror, yeah. and everything what's your thought about owning that like from a police auction like that you just have what's basically known as the undercover <sighs> cop car but you're just a civilian like is that a cool thing or is that just like a, like <sighs> i feel like whenever i see one of those behind me i'm like oh i gotta slow down and i'm like yeah. no it's just some like it's just some buster you know <laughs> like that's not a cop it's kind of cool, but it's also like, oh, that's kind of that's kind of dumb. To imitate a police officer is like the
1: grossest thing in the world to me. Mm. And in that sense, I would never want anyone to mistake me for a cop, no matter what. Okay. So no, I would <laughs> never have one. Okay. I, no. I, if the only thing that I would accept is taking like the cop motor out of it and putting it back into one that wasn't a cop car. Mm. Okay. Cause they do soup up the engines. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Again, I think this is something that goes along generational lines. Cause I think if I was 20, like maybe I'd do that as a, as a lark, as a, as a gag, as a, as a sign of you to fuck with your friends. Yes. Yep. But like now I'm like, no, because like, like you said, first of all, like, why do I want to be in something that, that will associate me with the police officer like that? Nope. Depending on where you are, that might or might not be the be the safest thing to do. Good <laughs> so, point. Like, good yeah, point. Right? like I, I don't like I don't want to upset the police and I don't want to upset the people that the police are, are uh, <laughs> uh, investigating. So exactly. I, don't want either, I don't want either parts of that discussion.
1: I'd rather lay much
3: lower than that. Yes. The, yeah. Just in my, like 70, in my seventy-nine Cadillac Coupe de Ville. Yeah, you're, right. not, you're definitely going to stand out in that, but the you're El, also El not going like, to scare
0: anybody. <laughs> you know, yeah. I gotta say, it's not. I don't know that it's my Barbie dream car, but I mean, the whole Breaking Bad movie, El Camino. Like, there's the really badass El Camino in that. Yeah. yeah. The TV show Better Things just started up season four, and like that's the Pamela Adlon show. And in the first or second episode, she gets a classic El Camino. Like her minivan gets stolen from the body shop that she's got it repaired in and so she goes out and buys a classic el camino i'm like that's a really badass car and like they make a joke in the show like is this even remotely going to pass like the smog check and she says probably mm-hmm. not i wonder i fear that like we're kind of losing that classic car sort of thing cuz like we're all becoming greener like for for good reasons we're all becoming greener but like there's like oh, these old exempt. badass okay so yeah, like that's it's them. a it's so a badass fucking car. Yeah.
1: El Caminos are cool. Well, they, and fucking Clint Eastwood had one in that movie, right? Or no, Gran Torino. It's a Gran sorry. Torino. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: In the movie Gran Torino, he had an El Camino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's It rhymed, man. My brain was there.
0: The Black Keys had a whole album or a song or something, El Camino, too. Like, I think it's like yes, it's this, you know, I true. I love the Dodge Charger. I love the Dodge Challenger. But like that El Camino, like it's it's cool. It's I a agree. beautiful looking car. Yeah, for sure. All right. Now, Nate, too fast. This is the movie you wanted to do more than any other. Hit us with it. What do you love about this movie? You know, it's higher yeah, than so other special? movies. So you said yeah. that
1: it, like you like this for reasons that people might not like this. What are what are those reasons? How does it how does it hit you? Why did it drag you
3: in? The first reason, and it, it's funny that we're, we're doing this a month after Black History Month, because I think this might be the blackest entry in all of the Fast Socks. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> like, from a standpoint... John like Singleton. This, yep, this is a John Singleton film. Like, prominently yeah. it probably star, uh, co-stars Tyrese. Ludacris has a big part in this. Like, it mm-hmm. feels, as much as I like the first Fast and the Furious, and I do, like, I think this movie just appealed to me on a level that The first one didn't because it felt like it was kind of speaking my language to a certain extent. That's cool. Uh, Like the the music, the, the visuals was just so slick. And this might be an unpopular opinion. I think this is maybe the best version of Roman Pierce that we get.
1: I would agree. Joey agrees. He likes him earlier. I like as he evolves and gets, like, goofier. I enjoy it, but I can see it. Yeah.
3: Like, I like I like him in five. Like, five is maybe peak Roman. The more the series goes on, he kind of becomes more of a caricature. That's exactly what Joey says. He's just kind of used as the comic guy. And I'm like, nah, if you, if you go back to Too Fast, like, yeah, Roman had his funny moments. You know, I'm hungry. But at the end of the day, Roman was still a bad. Ass. And I think we kind of lose that the comedy
0: works because of the other stuff. Like, when he, yes. when in Fate, especially, and we have talked about this in the caricature word is exactly the word that I've used. Like, when literally every line is a joke, there's no there's no surface to anything. There's no, like, substance anything. And so, finally, at the end, when they're going across the ice, and, like, he actually exerts like, oh, yeah, I'm a competent person, you know, he takes people out, and then he's thrown in the one-liners. That's when I'm on board, because I'm like, look, he's doing other things other than just being the clown. But yeah. when everything he does is just like, oh, I gotta throw in a joke here, and whether that's written or if he's like ad-libbing a little bit or if he's got room to breathe or whatever it just feels like the the character has lost something i know that they they keep adding people and they don't have as much time to like fully develop them but like it doesn't feel like we've we've lost anything on other characters it doesn't feel like that's happened in any regard as much as it has with roman
3: yeah i I think it does happen to an extent where dom is family and coronas where tez is this guy that was a mechanic that suddenly is like the second best hacker on the team. I think people kind of get put into boxes a bit, but nobody's been forced into a box more than Roman, in my opinion. Like, Roman doesn't have as much room to maneuver in terms of what his character can do as much as as Tez or Han or any of the other guys. I
0: wonder if that's because like, there hasn't, they haven't really established like, the funny guy other than him. And as the movies Mm. get more serious, and as they keep having to save the world, they're like, well, we got the guy who, you know, has the jokes. Everybody has humor here and there, but it also feels like, oh, well, we got like we can just throw Roman in there and it feels like when they have five hackers like when they keep adding hackers like (laughs) you just add add another comedy guy like you know what I mean no I think
1: that that would take away from him and I think that the thing is he doesn't have enough skills like he's like other than being the Joker he doesn't Mm. have a real skill set to help the team so like they have to give him jokes otherwise he's just gonna get written out of the movies because he's gonna like not have any screen time left right because like you know Tej is like okay he was like the first hacker and then they're like okay we need a lady hacker so they got Ramsey you know everybody has like kind of their part but he's just like his part is joke
3: well i think roman works and and this is another reason why i like too fast so much i think roman works better when there's no dom around okay that's true because a i think like the relationship between him and brian i really like that in this movie yep but then b like like you said joey like Roman is not just this joke machine. Like Roman can be like a bad dude. He's not as bad as a, a dude as he could be if he's standing next to Vin oh, Diesel and he's standing next to The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> so they, like those guys being in the picture kind of and Jason Statham now, like they kind of make John Cena. We keep John Cena. Them. Yeah, they make Tyrese feel less than. So it's like the only thing he's got that these other guys don't is he can he can crack a joke and sing the happy birthday song right and we yes. talked
0: we've talked about it before and it's you know just unfortunate because of Paul's actual passing but I feel like losing Paul losing Brian kind of took away because it felt like Paul the actor was kind of a champion of Tyrese and champion of Roman he And it feels was, like yeah. as paul and as brian have left this franchise it feels like roman kind of feels out of place i mean he's become part of the family but he was always in brian's life right like he was always there and it felt like both on screen and off screen based on like interviews and whatever felt like they were all they had a bond and it felt like you know paul championed him was like let's bring him up like let's bring roman in here whatever to the point where like when it's team dom what like all the different drama whatever it felt like he's falling in line kind of with paul or you know what i mean as Time has gone on, and as the franchise maybe has pivoted toward how do we do this without our main character, it's kind of left Roman behind too, and that's just you know unfortunate, sad. I agree. Now, how do you think about Tej Tej's growth over the franchise? Because I feel like he started out in this movie, we hear that, you know, he hit a wall doing a buck 20 or whatever, doesn't drive anymore. But like yeah. a couple of movies later, he's driving again. Like, where, where do you see the Tej character growing? How do you see him changing and evolving? And do you like where he's wound up? Because he's the other yeah. real big addition to the family in this movie.
3: Yeah, honestly, I think Tej's kind of character arc is the inverse of Roman. Like, yes, he's still kind of in this box of... Hacker mechanic guy, but I think they've given Tej layers that they haven't given Roman. We get to see like a softer side, I guess, of Tej, Mm -hmm. and and I think also think like Ludacris is an underrated actor, man. Like, yeah, people can say he's you know a rapper playing playing these parts or whatever, but if you go back and look at Ludacris in uh, these Fast and Furious movies, if you look at Ludacris in uh, Hustle and Flow, which I thought he was really good in that, he's not Denzel, you know, he's not Tom Hanks, but Ludacris can act, and I think like. He's, com- like, he's I, believable. It's, yeah. it's, it
1: just feels natural, So, and that's yes. the only thing you can ask for.
3: And, and I think, like, Ludacris adds to this, like, he feels more a part of the team at this point than Roman, even though they're all part of the
0: family. You know, that's like, fair. in terms of the softer side, like, what, what also kind of confuses me or frustrates me is that, like, when you bring Ramsey in, you then have Roman and Tej both going after her. It just feels like mm. they don't even have enough characters to, like, have different things. Just like, <laughs> we're well, both going after her. <laughs> All right, guys,
3: we're bringing in one, we're bringing in one lady. So uh <laughs> you guys are going to have to rock, paper, scissors. I don't know what the what yeah. the process here is, but I don't like the fact that like, yes, obviously there's always, even in this movie to a certain extent, there's always been this kind of brotherly competition between Tej and Roman. Yeah. But I think, I don't think that Roman Pierce, Mr. Roman Pierce, that, that we met here in Too Fast, Too Furious. I don't think like if he knew Tej was like really serious about Ramsey. I don't think like he would he would encroach upon whatever relationship they they are trying to build. I don't think that he is in terms of characters. Like, I, I, she she doesn't fit with him because I think she's yeah. way too smart and capable to put up with the Roman that we get, you know, from Seven it's Eight Roman you know, on. yeah. Yeah, with yeah the, she doesn't have to put up with this dude. Definitely not.
1: Giving her, <laughs> giving her, t- uh, what is it, Like vouchers for the casino,
3: uh, for yeah. the buffet.
0: What's also crazy, though, is that like it doesn't feel like Roman's the kind of character that would have any trouble getting a lady. You know, like, maybe he yeah, can't get a lady. They're, but they're can...
1: like, on the international watch list all the time now, Joey. You can't just Tinder that. He's, like, <laughs> constantly being, he's top 10, he's 11th most wanted person in the world.
0: You know, a lady's, like, a bad guy, a bad boy, a baby boy. <laughs> oh,
1: mm. so many, yeah. so many degrees.
3: I mean, I believe, I believe, again, going to my my poetry background, I believe it was uh, the American poets, the Backstreet Boys, that said, if you (laughs) want it to be good, girl, get yourself (laughs) a bad boy.
0: (laughs) Finer words, truer words were never spoken than by those five poets classic American poet. So now here's a question I don't think we've asked really this this way, but we're talking about, you know, Roman and Tej. Is there a character in this movie that goes away? Like, do you have a particular connection to Suki or to MC Jin or to Carter Verone? Because like, you know, as Joe and I were watching this last night on our family watch along, we were talking about how like Carter Verone is alive. Like there's very few villains that are like, basically not still in the movie and not killed right like he's still around could he come back is there somebody in this movie that you're like i want to see more of them i want to know more what's going on like is there somebody here that you connect with that you wish came back in nine or ten or anywhere
3: yeah my two would definitely be uh mc jen as a uh, jimmy or yeah. uh, uh suki because i a i think You know, before Han, like, that was our Asian representation. Mm -hmm. That is true, yeah. I think Suki, like, there's just something to her character. Like, she doesn't get a ton of screen time, but whenever she's on the
1: screen, like... And it works. I think she's a great character. Like, I'm surprised that they haven't tried to bring her back yet, and I hope that they're just saving it for 9 or 10, that we can just get, like, a little... They wind up in Miami somehow, and Suki's just there. Like, she doesn't need to, like, you know, be a superhero or like an amazing hacker now, but at the same time, like you know, they should wave to her when they drive by Miami one time.
3: <laughs> probably what happened to uh, to Suki and Jimmy, and you could probably make the same argument to uh, Bow Wow in Tokyo Drift, is that because the movies they were in aren't the most widely remembered, and you know, fondly, those characters kind of faded away. Yeah. Whereas anybody introduced from four on their core they're they're integral to the franchise now but some of these other characters and these actors who were really good they don't get to come back or we haven't seen yet because their movies aren't the weren't the best received it's sad for me because
1: i'm like is there not a time that we could get like a little shout like suki has suki took over Tej's garage and it's not yeah. the suki garage or something like we could just get like a little passing thing five minutes not even one scene but yeah you're right i think that that's what it is it's like two and three especially just get sh- like shunned between mm. for the story. We're like, okay, we have Roman, we have Tej, we're good. That's all we needed. And, like, they just keep moving on.
3: But Lucas Black can come back and get these checks, okay. Yeah, I know. What <laughs>
1: the fuck? He's, he keeps coming back, see...
3: too. Did you see him in 9? Did you see him in the trailer? Yes, I did. Like, Lucas Black, I don't, like, I, I his agent, he is the greatest agent in the world, because <laughs> out of all the people in Tokyo Drift, and it's, like, again, I like Tokyo Drift. You know, it's, 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 yeah. Hovering, hovering around my top five. Like, I like Tokyo Drift a lot, but, Lucas Black is not the part of that movie that I remember the most fondly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, and and he's now forty five. I
0: didn't realize that he's basically done nothing much since Tokyo Drift, aside from being in one hundred and twenty five episodes of NCIS New Orleans. Like, yes, that's right, he is a man. Yeah, he
3: is a man. Yeah, um, yep. Also,
0: he played, he played Pee Wee Reese in Forty Two. Okay,
3: yes, yep, yep, yep. Wow, well, uh, <laughs> right. Ch- Chadwick Boseman. Yep, he's like, if they don't like you, Jackie. Then they don't like me, because I'm Pee Wee Reese. <laughs> <laughs> we going to stop racism on this field here today, Jackie. <laughs> slide? What do you mean slide?
1: <laughs> I saw that movie at like a premiere, like not even a premiere. So like the guy that made that movie also made The Dark Knight. He was like showcasing really? it. Wait, yeah, legendary pictures, like like the guy who like 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 high up there's like money, oh money
3: guys, made, no, 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 no. (laughs) sorry,
1: Sorry. the real money, like the guys who made the movie, yes, those guys. So, so he had come in from California and he was like going to show it in Pittsburgh, and I saw that movie Forty Two in a theater with just the entire Pittsburgh Steelers and me, (laughs) and there was no soundtrack yet. So it was, like, Mm. a really rough cut that just had, like, no music in between because, like, it hadn't been, like, cleared or chosen or something. (laughs) And it was just, like, a really bizarre experience that I'll never forget watching that movie with them. And, like, they all, like, all the Steelers were just, like, oh, they, like, somehow had, like, an open bar, kind of, at the theater. No, it wasn't, like, no, but it wasn't drinks. It was, like, open, like, all food and stuff. So, Ah, like, they just went, and, like, I remember these dudes just grabbing, like, 30 bags of Skittles and, like, just (laughs) carrying all of this candy with them to go eat this movie. It was just such a bizarre yeah
0: i've heard that story before and i don't know why we would have talked
1: about that like what podcast no did we talk about that on yeah harrison ford actually harrison ford was there and i met harrison ford that weekend too. so blade runner oh, okay. maybe maybe the blade runner episode yeah all
3: right that's right because he was uh he was branch ricky yeah weird sorry weird tangent no all good so nate what else about this movie because
0: i mean we've talked about this movie five or six times we sort of did like a live commentary of sorts when we did the family watch-along party so i feel like joe and i kind of said other stuff the other night that we can you know we can touch on again here but like what else about this movie do you want to talk about is there anything about this that you don't like that like what keeps it from being higher is it just like it's not as fun on. as five six or seven yeah, yeah. I,
3: I think well again you know what, what i really like about this movie is also kind of ironically enough what keeps it out of that upper echelon for me in the fact that you know it's it's a little bit more gritty like it, it's more urban i guess you would say if, if you were pitching this in a, in a, in a boardroom like, this, this is the urban More version urban. of the Fast <laughs> and Furious. <laughs> I can definitely see an old white guy in a
1: suit being like, if we had an urban Fast and the Furious, yes. well, what would it look like? And it would be this.
3: <laughs> like, I think people either ignore this movie or they crap on it. But this movie is important because without this movie, I don't know if... Tej and Roman are introduced in another way, right? No, we'll never get them. Yeah, and so if we don't get them, everything else in this franchise has changed because that's two members of the family that's gone right there.
1: Two very good members that I like. Like, two of my favorite members.
3: I love, like, again, I love the interaction between Paul Walker and Tyrese. Tyrese is never somebody that's going to get confused with Denzel. Same with Paul Walker, but I thought, like, I really bought the chemistry and the friendship between the two. Have you heard the backstories
1: that, like, they actually developed a really serious friend And they kept getting in trouble on set because they would like dick around together. (laughs) In Miami, they were getting into trouble. Yeah, like they were in Miami, so they were like out. Like they would like go party like after they were shooting, and they would like come in late to like the next day. I have this theory that if you watch the movie closely, there's like a bunch of scenes that I think that they're like either hung over in or like didn't want to do. Like it was either like holding them back from partying or they were like partying too much the night before. Because like you see like a lot of ones that Brian just like totally males in the line in this movie he mm. just like doesn't feel like being on set that day and he's like yeah whatever i don't fucking care about this thing <laughs> but when tyrese tells the story of it he's like oh like and he'll say it in a way he's like yeah we got in like a lot of trouble when we were shooting too fast too furious <laughs> and like you could see that they were just like wreaking havoc in miami together so
3: i, I, I could definitely see that because this this movie to me feels like the fast and furious version of you know a 48 hours with eddie murphy okay. and nick nolte or something like, that, like a buddy movie like we've got the fast talking street smart black dude and then we've got like his white partner that's no nonsense it's it's an updated version of that kind of trope mm-hmm. james remar is, is one of my favorite actors ever like from from his stuff on dexter to uh i, I am uh, one of the co-hosts on the black lightning podcast and he's a pivotal part oh, yeah, of the, yeah uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, black yeah lightning show on, on the cw so like he's always been one of my favorite actors, so for him to be like the uptight FBI agent, (laughs) like that scene where where Roman and him get into the argument and uh, he just looks in the guys' fast food bag and he's like, hey, that's my wow. lunch. And he's like, so when we were watching that last
1: night, I was like, is there anything more disrespectful than like eating someone else's lunch like straight out of yeah. their bag like that? Like that like cuts to the core. Like it makes me uncomfortable. I'll be like, oh God, like <laughs> that is so flagrant. Like you're just gonna eat this man's lunch
3: in front of him. Like damn. Yeah. Like that just dis- the disrespect. And then so like yeah. I, I like that. I, I love like Suki. Like I thought MC Jen was was great in his like supporting role. Jec Docito Kuzo Yeah, is one of my favorite fast and furious bits but i think like all that stuff that i like is part of why i don't have it ranked as high when i rank all the fast and furious movies because it feels very standalone like except for brian and Ludacris and tyrese who eventually become part of this universe like everything else this could have been a completely different film franchise there's no real connection like because we never see suki again we never see jimmy like a lot of the stuff in this that doesn't pertain to Taj Roman or Brian is never mentioned again. So like that's that's to me what what one of the negatives about this film is that it just feels like they didn't know what to do once Ben was like, I can't do this because I'm doing Riddick or whatever. Yeah, Mm -hmm. This was just kind of like what what they came up with on the fly. You know, I I agree to a certain extent there, but
0: what I like about it, sort of the glass half full there, is that especially in terms of like, specifically booking this podcast, there are very few movies that you can't watch first. Like, this movie Mm. as a standalone, like, you can see this without having seen the first one. I mean, you wouldn't know Brian. I think it it helps to know Brian, but like, it it teaches you enough about Brian. Like, this is basically to your point, a standalone movie, but it's also Kind of a good thing because like one two three four even five are all kind of like good entry points. and also Hobbs and Shaw. Mm, yeah, I think six seven eight are the ones where like you're like you, you kind of need to do a little bit of homework to understand what's going on there. Yeah, I like the idea to a certain point, although I would like it to be more inclusive in, or in terms of like narratively eggs, inclusive. Even. Yeah, there's something kind of beautiful in a way about a movie where you can just jump in and be like. I don't really know who this one guy is, but it feels like everything else is new. This is cool, and like it might inspire people to go back to first. And like I wonder, there's got to be people out there who saw this movie first. Like, oh, I got to check out the first one. And be like, I don't like this. Like, there's yeah. got to be something, and I, I want to meet that wildly person, different. That would be fascinating.
3: Part of it to me, and again, this is why I had this rank relatively high as compared to the first one. Which again, I did I did like the original Fast and Furious. But it just feels a little bit more vibrant to me. The color-wise. Yeah, yeah, and I think, like, a lot of that goes into the setting, you know, being in Miami. Mm-hmm, but also, mm-hmm. as much as we all love Vin Diesel, we all love Dom, like, there's a different energy when he's not in the movie and you have to play Paul off of Tyrese. Like, it, it sure. just feels more like like things are happening more. Even if things aren't happening, just the fact that you've got Tyrese, you know, I'm hungry, just doing whatever little silly bitty's doing, it feels fits more, I think, with with like what I liked at the time than the first Fast and the Furious. And I think to that
0: point, what what this movie does well is that like the first one, you know, it's like Brian and Dom don't quite get along. And it takes them like they're a little bit icy toward each other for a while, then they sort of get in and then like then yeah. by the end, you know, he's like, you're a cop and then they fight or whatever, and then they go free. But here, you know, Roman and Brian fight but then like kind of quickly they're like all right we're in this together and like it's fun to see them against each other but at the same time it's also like oh like i'd rather see them together and seems like they're Bonding. Like there's the one scene where they're just like on a bridge and like yes like yep. I I don't know we we brought this up before I don't know if it's Brian laughing or just Paul laughing at like whatever like, whatever either Roman or Tyrone, like whatever is happening in that scene it just feels like Brian sure. slash Paul is just having such a good time mm. and
3: it, you feel that yeah I, like I love the fact that like we get the scene where like they they grew up together and then Roman you know got sent to jail and then he's he's like you know I don't blame you for that 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 was all me and I, again I hate to, I hate that this is because like me just kind of throwing shade at New Roman times New Roman. Uh, I hate that (laughs) font. Uh, (laughs) It's so basic. This is a moment that we wouldn't get from, from the Roman that we've got, you know, in seven, eight, you know, probably in nine where he's, he can have that moment of introspection with his friend, like, yeah, my actions are what led to me going to jail. And and I just love that kind of quiet scene between those two. And then another, again, you know, Roman and Tej, to me, are the, like the best things to come out of this movie. The fact when they go to meet Tej and he's just got like this wild setup and everybody's gambling on uh, on the uh, the boat races or whatever oh yeah I, I just love like the the fact that we've only seen tension in that opening scene from that scene to now and this scene where where he's like kind of got his own little thing going that tells us all we need to know that this is a guy that's smart that, that's quick with his tongue yeah. that, that that can put a plan together and those hustles. traits kind of yep he hustles he those plays. traits carry him through he flows <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> that's a great movie too, Hustling. <laughs> <laughs> All those traits carry him through the rest of the series. Like we still see that even today. Another
0: thing that's exciting in that regard about this movie is that, like it feels like we're learning about Roman, right? Like we're learning about this mm, guy. Yep. It makes sense because it's the movie that we're introduced to him, but like. They've shown as the movie has gone on, especially with your boy Rocky. Has the movie has gone on? They like, they're like, there's more layers to this Hobbs character. He's got a, he's a father. Yeah. He's like a good father. He's got this backstory with Ryan Reynolds. Like there's like all these like we're learning more. It just feels like Roman is just like like we learned everything in this movie. And it's like now here's what he is. Like he doesn't he's not given the room or the space to grow. And maybe that's just because there's too many characters. But I feel like specifically as the movies have gone on, characters that we know. Actors that we know have evolved their character. Brian becomes a father. He becomes a little bit more mm. mellow. Dom has now Elena. He's back with Letty. He's got the kiddies and the other, whatever. It feels like Roman just doesn't have that chance to grow. And like Tej is similar, but I feel like Tej kind of pivots a little bit. Like he's like, okay, now I'm the hacker. And maybe I'm yeah. kind of lazy, but it also feels like this is something new. This is a new. Component to him and Roman. It's just like we learn so much amazing stuff here about his relationship with Brian, about his backstory, about like who he is as a person, and then we just don't get that Stop. opportunity. Yeah, that, they know? just
1: cut it. They're just like, okay, we you learned everything you need to know about him. He's done. And
3: it's like, even no, I, even in uh, even in seven, when they do the moment where the family's sitting on the beach and they're looking at Brian and the family out there on the water. Ludacris has to get Roman's attention to get him to pay attention to this moment because it's a big moment. <laughs> like, <laughs> it feels like like nah, like if if you knew. I knew that this was like the last kind of moment. The Roman brian even though it's not a Roman brian moment, the joke was not needed there. Of like this guy's too busy chasing skirt to and looking at Ramsey to pay attention to his friend. I agree. Yeah, like Roman is Hawkeye. if These are the Avengers. <laughs> Roman is Hawkeye. Like in the, in the first Avengers, he was like, okay, cool, Hawkeye, we see you. You know, we got the arrows. That's cool. But then when we start bringing in more characters, like when we start bringing in Spider Man and Black Panther and Captain Marvel, like you don't care about Hawkeye anymore. And I think that's what this is. Like when the fa- when the when the family was smaller, we cared about Roman, but now we've got The Rock. We got Jason Statham. we getting Han back. Don't nobody care about Roman John anymore. John Cena.
0: He's even worse than that, though. He's like, he's Hawkeye without Linda Cardellini in that farm. It's like, oh. without that scene. Because like he's got at least that, like, oh, I'm a oh. family man. Like, I've had this all along. It's like, yeah. Yeah. oh, he's just Hawkeye. He's just like, yeah, I got arrows. It's like, cool. All right.
3: Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it doesn't hurt the franchise. Because like I said, I still love all those, you know, five, six, seven. But I do think there's a missed opportunity to, to kind of make Roman more than this one note kind of character.
0: Yeah. Anything else about this movie that you want to cover before we uh, play a couple games? I'm not trying to wrap this up, but if there's, you know, we'll stay here. We got nothing but time. So whatever you want to say, (laughs) you got got the
3: time to say, but I mean, I I thought it was dinner time and you you, you were hungry. (laughs) Speaking of that, like the ending scene, like again, I think a lot of my love for this movie is, is good. Like the movie grows in retrospect because of, you know, obviously Paul's not around anymore. I think just the moments where he's having fun And you can tell, like, again, I don't know if it's the character of Brian or the actor, Paul Walker, that is just enjoying these moments. Mm -hmm, And we mm -hmm. didn't get, I I like the action stuff with Fast and Furious, but sometimes I feel like, particularly until we get to five, like I think in, in four, maybe it's a little bit there too, the action sometimes gets so serious that we're not having fun.
0: And I like that he the stakes and are so high. Yeah, and this is to, to sort of Joe's point because he's been preaching this for since we saw the movie. But like that's why I think Hobbs and Shaw kind of feels fresh because it's still the stakes mm. are high, but it feels like. Oh, these movies can be fun again.
3: Yeah, everything doesn't have to be the end of the world. It, it still is
1: in Hobbs and Shaw, but at the same time, it doesn't seem as pressing as it gets mm. in the later Fast and Furiouses. You kind of know that they're they're going to win. I mean, uh, not that you don't believe that Dom is always going to win, but it's there's always like somebody might die or something. And Like in Hobbs and Shaw, they're like, "Nah, we're just dicking around, but it'll still work out."
3: Yeah. Well, the other thing, real quick, about this movie that I yeah. think is okay. impo- is important for more than what we see on the screen, and it's something that the three of us talked about when you guys came on. Rocky Mountain via Picture Show. One of the great things about this this series, this franchise, this saga is its ability to cross racial boundaries cross you know geographical mm-hmm. boundaries mm-hmm. cross cross all sorts of demographics and i think this movie in particular probably put the fast and furious series on the map for a lot of black folks yeah that's awesome like we watched the first one but like particularly when you put the name john singleton like particularly at that time like that name still had a lot of resonance yeah. in the african american community and so when we're getting like oh we getting the, this this fast and furious movie with John Singleton, with Tyrese, with Ludacris, I think like that brought more black fans into the tent and they never left. And then so to me like this is an important movie. Like it's not the biggest grossing movie, it's not the most well-received movie. You know, a lot of, some people actively dislike or hate this movie, but I think without this we don't get that tent opening up a little bit wider to where we've got now, like, getting ready for nine. Like, this is probably other than... Actually, I'd say maybe even more so than the Marvel movies. Like, this is probably the biggest franchise worldwide because it touches so many people. Like you can be a white guy in Texas and love these movies. You can be yep. a black guy in the South and love these movies. Yep. You can be somebody in, in China or Japan or Mexico or Brazil mm-hmm. and, and love these movies, except for that part where they drove that safe to your neighborhood. But other just than- <laughs> <laughs> like, These movies just appeal on so many different levels to so many different groups, and I think that's one of the cool things about this series. Yeah, for sure. And I think to a certain extent,
0: you know, Tokyo Drift does that. Maybe for you know Japanese people or people of Asian descent, Mm. right? Because it's the same thing. Like
1: these were car movies that had a lot of Japanese cars in them, but you weren't like putting mm. Japanese people into the mix, right? Like you have
0: Johnny Tran, but he's the villain, right? Like you you, you don't root for him, and then all of a sudden you have like possibly objectively the coolest character not only in this franchise but like in any movie you have han coming and you're like oh yep. not only do i like I, I want to be him and like i feel like we've heard that before we've read that I'm before i'm really
1: glad that like on this note that they didn't try to give han an asian girlfriend like him being with giselle it, like is such a tiny a tiny general. tidbit. She's what? a
0: citizen of the world.
3: I know.
1: <laughs> but I'm saying, the fact that they didn't, like, typecast him into, like, bringing Suki back and making that his girlfriend is, like, thank God. Yeah. You know?
3: To uh, give you a counterpoint to that, though, I I, I want the relationship between Han and Suki, but I think just scenes with those two would have been oh, amazing. Yeah. Just For the, sure. The back and forth, the interplay between the two, like, that, that would have been so much fun. Or, or Han and Jimmy. To yep. me, like, that's a missed opportunity for the franchise. One, like, this franchise doesn't make a lot of missteps, but to me, like that is one of them. and the fact that we we never saw those two characters in particular ever again.
0: I wonder, you know, I could see a scene where Suki and Han are together, and like neither of them says a single thing. Like it feels like they could be the kind of the ones like, <laughs> observing the room and just being like, "Yeah, what a bunch of idiots." Just like you know, <laughs> silently, silently he's snacking, yeah. she's like drawing or something. Just like yep. Man, and you see them like, both look up
1: at the same time. Yeah, like like Tyree says something real stupid. They both look up and then just yep. look back down. Yep. Yeah. I can see it. I
0: love it. I love it. <laughs> I do want to say, while we're on the note of Gal Gadot, that she showed up for like two minutes in Night and Day, that Tom Cruise movie we just covered on Cruise Club. Ah. And like an hour 20 into the movie, she's in the movie for like two minutes. So I was like, what? And then she just goes away. I'm like, come on. like And like, that's a you year. It. Yeah, that's a year after Fast and Furious. So like, you know, that's her first movie. Huh. So she's now like on the scene. And between basically the bridge between Fast and Furious and Fast Five, I guess, was her brief cameo. But like, She's Gal Gadot, right? So it's just – like, wow. I'm like, oh, OK. One other thing I do want to point out, and then this is something that Justin said in our family watch party last night, was if you have not read Roger Ebert's review of this movie, oh my do God. yourself a favor and read it because, Nate, Should I will you say, read it? No, I want, I want you to take it on your own because like it's Ugh. long. I just – I picked okay. moments last night. But Nate, <laughs> he loves this movie. He really loves – this movie. and, and gave our, it three
1: our, out of four stars. Yeah, yeah. our Ooh. listener
0: Justin, who was in our family watching my last telling night, us. was saying that like, he like... he started watching this movie because Ebert loved it. Like, he respected Ebert. Like, he would always, you know, get to Chicago sometimes and read, read his reviews and whatever. Mm. And he saw that this guy, being this respected this, you know, like, the most famous film critic of all time, loved this movie that, like, from the outside, if you're not on board, you're like, this looks dumb, right? But he loved just how it embraced the stupidity of it. Justin was telling us
1: that, like, then he had to defend himself, pretty much like for like the rest of his career because he would rate any movie, and if he gave it like less than three stars, everybody would be like, But Too Fast, Too Furious <laughs> got three stars. Like, mm. how is this possible? Shout out to Roger Ebert for being a good ally. We, yeah. I, I see you. Yeah. Respect. Yeah, he really loved it. He was like, Yeah, like
0: what did he he like even made like a hungry joke in his I will, review? Okay, I'll read too. <laughs> Does it sound like I'm complaining? I'm not complaining, I'm grinning. Too fast is a video game, crossed with a buddy movie, a bad cop, good cop movie, a Miami drug lord movie. Movie, a chase movie and a comedy. It doesn't have a brain in its head, but it's made with skill and style. And boy, is it fast and furious!
1: <laughs> yeah, man, he fucking loves this movie. That's I good agree. For him.
3: Like, yeah, like it's, and, and that's the thing. Like these movies aren't supposed to be Shakespeare. Like these movies aren't film. supposed to be yeah, these aren't supposed to be Hitchcock movies, right? But no. like they're they're fun and and I think the skill and the, and yeah, that's the other thing. Like John Singleton is great, but you know, in terms of fast movies, Justin Lin's the gold standard, but I loved like John Singleton's kind of take on this universe where yeah, we're going to Miami. This is going to be. It feels like somewhere in between a Fast and Furious movie and Bad Boys, like it, in, in terms of the aesthetic. That's where yeah, it kind of falls. I can see forward. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a good description. I like that a lot. Uh, let us
0: play a couple games. You Ready for some games, Nate? Let's let's play some games. Cool. Oh, I'm excited for Nate to play the games. We're gonna take a character quiz. Which character are you? I don't know oh if we have a name God. for this game, but we're gonna take a quiz. Nate, we got seven questions. I'm sure you know about this quiz. Can we we're make after... like a J14 pun out of it? The shoutout Zimbio quiz, I guess, because we we found a quiz <laughs> online, Nate, that we. We liked, didn't love. We made a better version of it, so here we go. Question number one, Nate, how fast are you? NASCAR, roller coaster, Lamborghini Murcielago, Toyota Prius, Vespa, or Razor scooter?
3: For all the listeners at home, you know, this this is callback time, so let's go with that Lambo. Okay,
0: Okay. yeah. Now, question number two, you know it's coming. How furious are you? The Hulk, Kylo Ren, Christian Bale (laughs) on that one set that one time, Mel Gibson, Charlie Brown, or Jack McBrayer.
3: We staying far away from Mel Gibson. Um, let's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he seems like such a good guy. Such a good guy. Let's oh. go, uh,
3: Christian Bale, because because like he was angry, but at the same time he tried to be like a good guy. He tried to be polite. Let's go, Christian Bale. Okay, we're having a barbecue, Nate. How are you
0: helping? Are you manning the grill? Are you saying grace? Are you kicking back with a beer? Are you babysitting? Are you Ooh. being the entertainment? are you sneaking a snack?
3: I mean, in real life, all of the above. Uh, <laughs> for those that don't know, anybody that hadn't listened to the Kings of Sport, like uh, my father was a uh, is a retired uh, Navy chaplain. So I'm, I'm a man of faith yeah. in, in some aspects. Uh, I do enjoy a good drink. Uh, but in regards to this specific question on the quiz. Yeah, I can see you doing all these. I don't know yeah, where you're going you know, to I'm, I'm, I'm good with kids. Uh, you know, I could watch Little Brian. But I'm, I'm going to say, let's go entertainment. I'll be the entertainer okay. here. Okay. After a couple beers, though. Okay.
0: (laughs) Nate, we've got time to kill. What are you doing? Are you grabbing a bite? Are you working on your car? Are you hanging with friends? Are you drinking a beer?
3: Are you working Mm. out? Or are you working on your computer? Is this really just an intervention in disguise? It might be. Asking a lot about my drinking habits, Joey.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of beer in the movies. It's a lot of Coronas in the
3: movies. <laughs> uh, to quote, uh, to quote, uh, I think it was the Five Heartbeats. Uh, he's the guy in the Five Heartbeats. They they accuse him of being an alcoholic just because I drank before the show, one, maybe two, three. Sometimes <laughs> that, that, that doesn't make me an alcoholic. Like <laughs> I'm gonna say. I'm going to hang out with friends. Okay. Before this big mission. All right, Nate, describe. I don't know.
0: Are you married in real life? Um, I don't know. I don't know why I said in real life because it's not like we're talking about (laughs) you in a movie. Are you married? On my podcast, I am married. In real life, I'm single. Okay. So now describe your wedding that you're going to have one day, either or maybe. I'm never getting married. It's just Mm. me and my partner. It's us and our families. It's a backyard country affair. Everyone I know is there. I
3: don't remember. (laughs) Uh, Let's go backyard country affair. Okay. People like that one. That's a yep. good answer. I mean, that's a yeah, like it's, it's like it's like it's the perfect middle point. Like I maybe, like maybe again when I was younger, I'd, I'd want a big wedding. But now it's like, no, nah, just the people didn't matter. OK, yeah. You just won the lottery. Congratulations. What are you buying? Your own garage,
0: a private plane. You're going to gamble it all away. You buy your child at home, a fleet of cars or a new life.
3: Mm, I mean, none of those are really fiscally responsible. I think the the prudent thing to do would be to invest in a Roth IRA. Uh, yes. <laughs> it is tax season after all. Get, get, you, get your portfolio up. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Diversify your bonds.
0: <laughs> true.
3: I'm going to say, huh, this is, this is a tough one. Um, I'm going to say buy my childhood home. Man, that sounds, that okay. sounds uh, interesting.
0: Cool. Last yeah. question. This is going to decide it all. Uh-oh. What's your drink of choice? Belgian mm. ale, Corona, something fruity, water, whatever's cheapest, or just whatever you're
3: having. <laughs> uh, at various points of my life, I've, I've indulged Can't in all. all of those. Yeah, <laughs> Partic- particularly in college, whatever's cheapest was was the go-to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sh- shout out to Natty Ice and Schlitz malt liquor.
1: <laughs> oh, I got a I got a thirty of <laughs> Natty in my fridge right now. <laughs> I love it. I got good beer, shit beer, wine, liquor, whatever you want.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Whatever the job calls for. But yeah, I'll I'll be consistent and I'll go with Corona's.
1: Okay. I know. any guesses on who he is. Oh, Yeah. Dom,
0: 100%. So he was, until the very last question, Ooh. he was Roman. Oh! And then that, that makes Corona so much answer. Sense.
3: Wow. Okay. So I was Roman up until the very last question. And I wow. bet
1: if you would have picked whatever's cheapest, you would have gotten Roman.
3: Yep. Probably, yep. yeah.
0: All <laughs> right. So now here, Nate, let's get the sounds about you. Your stoic attitude is intimidating. Your cool demeanor under pressure is inspiring. And your expertise under the hood is envied. But all these pale in comparison to your loyalty, to your family. Mm. You may claim to live your life a quarter mile at a time, but there is nothing you wouldn't do for the people in your life. And at the end of the day, nothing makes you happier than throwing something on the grill and sharing a few Coronas mm. with your familia, and you drive, drive like, the, like wind. the wind blows.
3: <laughs> <sighs> I'll, take, I'll take that. I will take that all Powerful day. And tough. It is it does kind of make sense though, because again, like on the mic, I'm Roman, so maybe that was the the broadcaster was oh. sneaking in into that last question, and then the true Nate revealed himself with that corona. Yeah, yeah. it did.
1: I think it's a good one. That it makes sense. And all the answers like you are very dumb of the answers. I agree. So I could see it coming with the childhood
0: home with everything just building up like that. (laughs) It's
3: all about family.
0: All right. Our next game is this ain't no 10 second race, a.k.a.
3: Boy, do we have a podcast
0: for you. So the way this game works, Nate, as you know, is we're going to go on Twitter.com or as Wells calls it the bird app. And (laughs) you're going to find any tweet that you think someone might be interested in this show. So we're going to say, boy, do we have a podcast for you? I'm going to link to the show page, hashtag 2F2F, hashtag family, all that fun stuff. There's a scoring system. The more they interact, the more points you get. So let's review as you look for answers. Let's review last time, because remember, Joe, last time on air, I think Nicole got some points while we were waiting, right? So We were. Yeah, let's so review. We got some things. So, okay, so first off, I found six, Murfa six, responding to a, you're in a bank robbery, need a getaway driver, pick your driver. He says, Vin Diesel, if you want the money to survive, Paul Walker. If you're Mia Toretto, Jason, say if you mm-hmm. want to knack your client. Baby, if you're watching film. Boy, do we have a podcast for you? Yes, for you. Absolutely not, because I'm not good at this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe, you then found Young Loom Evan on Twitter and said, I remember when Fast and Furious was about Hector running civics with spoon engines. Boy, do We, we have a podcast for you nothing Mm, damn so now here's something that's interesting go ahead i actually wonder here that's fascinating okay so what happened Mari or nicole found of hella and she found a great tweet and of hella liked it and retweeted it and of hella's twitter account no longer exists wow are they blocked or is it suspended i'm looking on my own profile now and it's not there so like i don't know if she changed just says sorry that page does not exist i don't know if she changed her name i don't know if i don't know what happened but now here's the, we've never had this before that we've gotten points and then the points went away. We keep the points. He keeps. So points. she gets six points. Okay. Yeah.
1: She gets the six points. We saw them that night as we were doing it. Uh, Nate, we have a long history that I would respond to a lot of accounts and then they would get suspended immediately. Yep. <laughs> um, I have no idea how I found this. Like there was like three or four in a row that like I would get it and Joey would be like their account suspended and just like immediately afterwards. And I I don't know what they were doing or like they mm. weren't like
0: ridiculous tweets so it was just a weird time and then mari found not zach at pro Cornholer, uh pro Cornholer on twitter mm-hmm. said pick your favorite movie and replace one word come uh actually she did robert <laughs> at robert 2370 <laughs> the fast and the furious tokyo come boy do we have a podcast, have a podcast for you <laughs> and so here's the thing so jason listener jason who joined us on sunday night yeah he liked and retweeted those those do not count but no they don't
1: count he knows. It's like when Wes likes everyone, exactly. you know what I mean?
0: Like Robert we... retweeted it, Robert liked it, oh. and someone else liked it too, and then Mari liked it too. So Mari gets seven points. Yeah, mm. she definitely does. Damn. That is They killed so... the game.
1: They came in hot.
0: We were all impressed by Nicole. And like, I don't, I don't think Nicole's listening, but Nicole, if you are listening, we were talking about how great you are at this game. Mari's better. So, I mean, you two might have oh. to not come back.
1: Yeah, I think so. Maybe. all I'm
0: saying. All right. Have you guys found
1: one. tweets that you want to. Uh... Yes, I do. Yes. I have one. I have one to start. Okay. At Daniel G A 7 Z Marcello. Agachate y consuelo. His tweet is <laughs> me ranking the police, the fa- fast and furious. The fast and the furious. Tokyo Drift. Too fast and too furious. Fast Five. Fast and Furious Four. Fast and Furious Six. Fast and Furious Seven. Fast and Furious Eight. Boy do we have a podcast for you? He's in Madrid, so mm. hopefully we have a nice Spanish listener that would enjoy this.
0: I mean, we are not available in other languages. I think that's why we're so big in Australia, because they, they speak He says, he says
1: in his uh, bio, it says ESP slash ENG. DM's okay. open. Okay, Yeah, so he speaks English.
0: Capitalist. Boy, yeah. so I gotta, I gotta like... Oh, not as me though. Hold on. Let me let me let me fix this. Change back. Why why yeah. is this random person liking things? All right. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I didn't think we ever found somebody that just like straight up had their rankings, right? So Boy do we. Have, a, have podcast a podcast for you. For you. All right, Nate. Have you found one that
3: you want to send through to me? Yes, I'm. I'm feeling. I'm feeling really uh, good about this one. Let me just send okay. it to you. I Like I, I think, like I think I'm in the money on this one. I'm, I'm. I'm at least gonna get on the podium with this one. I feel. I feel very confident. And this is what. This is what in the podcast business they call vamping because I'm. <laughs> my, my, my internet isn't the fastest. It, it is making me furious though. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: you got me man oh that was good i like okay here i got uh, here's here's one that i'm going to read this is from while we, while we wait for for nate's internet to catch up uh this is from terry chan at terry chan oh this is from 2013 still gonna go with it good luck, <laughs> good See, luck terry chan, is, are you still active on twitter i might pivot oh he he's few and far between but he's still on there all right okay uh, <laughs> Uh, he says at ludicrous, loving every F and F and all the music. You were there since the beginning. Should get back Suki and MC Jin for number seven mm, on ugh. your team. Boy, do we have a podcast for you that has covered three movies that you have not seen yet. So, <laughs> and your on? email just came through. If you want
3: to read your tweet, who had sent it? Who who sent it? in your tweet, and we'll go from there. Oscar H and his Twitter handle is five ten. Oscar five ten underscore cool and okay. I, again like I feel really good about this because this is within the last twenty four hours okay. and he's got the clip of uh the end of Fast Five mm. and he says Ludacris unlocking the safe at the end of Fast Five as Donza Cadoro begins playing simultaneously mm. is one of the best moments in the history of cinema. Boy, do, do we have have a podcast,
1: have a podcast for, you. for you? Yeah, I think that's like target audience. He would get it for sure. Yeah. But Nate, not to not to. In your Wheaties a little bit, we have hit some really good ones, and people definitely don't like to respond to us at all. Yeah. So <laughs> don't be offended. We've we've had some really great ones; they just fall by the wayside. Mm.
0: Yeah. So so we've got good one luck. more game to play. I'm gonna pull rank here, and because I am a host. Oh. So yesterday. As we're recording this, yes, Joe and I went to see the live, as we talked about in the opening, we saw the live podcast of High School Slumber Party and Fruity Films, went mm-hmm. up for lunch. As I'm walking back to my car after lunch, I see this car in the parking lot, and I'm like, oh, damn, this is a cool-looking car. And I took a bunch of pictures, and I, I messaged Joe as I'm walking back to my car. I'm like, just saw a car. Going to make a guest tomorrow. He's like, cool. Okay. So now, Nate, dude, what's my car? Do you want to help me give clues, or do you want to help Joe try to guess this car?
3: I hope you give clues because okay. I'm not the I'm I'm not the best car guesser. Yeah, that's okay. totally
0: fine. That's that's you know that's,
3: that's why I'm on this side of the law. If you know what I mean. So let <laughs>
0: me forward you email. There's a bunch of pictures in there. So this is a like highly, highly, highly tricked out car joe but i think okay mostly just want to show you what i saw if that makes sense Fair. yeah no this is a great way to do it i'm, I'm done it's blue and gold blue effect. and gold okay yep. it's it's mostly blue it's got you know it's it's got blue doors it's got like gold How dark accents. of a blue is it a dark blue it's like a it's like a navy blue it's like a yankee pinstripe blue okay oh okay uh, it's got gold rims it's got a custom plate beast yeah told me this last night <laughs> beast what bx beast of brooklyn Beast of the Bronx. Beast of the Bronx. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah
2: on, it has beast. a
0: spoiler in the back. On the okay. spoiler is a Hot Wheels decal. Okay, <laughs> nice. In the back, there are dual exhausts. There is a, between the exhausts down below, there is an, like a third, I guess, like the brake Ooh. light. It's triangular in shape. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Let's see here. What else do we want to do? So on the wow. side. Brake
1: light in the bottom.
0: Yeah. There might be one, a small one above. No, I don't think there is. I think it's in the bottom. So there's like the traditional brake lights on the sides, and there's a third one in on the bottom. Interesting.
3: You sure this isn't a set photo from the new Batman with, with Robert Pattinson? Oh, I mean, this is a good looking car,
0: right? So, I mean, who boy? <laughs> On the side, it's a two-door car because, of course, okay. it is. There are also, like, instead of, like, you know, I don't know how to describe it, but there's – which I guess is the whole point of the game. But you know how there's, like, the in – a, in a traditional car, there's, like, the passenger window and then maybe the rear passenger window. Then there's, like, the little mini window that's sort of partially there. Yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. So instead of that, there's, like – Grills or vents or fans?
1: Okay, yeah, 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 just like guilds
0: There's also on the side here. There's a. It, it, it looks like it's just like a list of decals, but I think this is like etched in because it's the same gold as the car. It's yeah. got a list of sponsors, I guess. Toyo Tires, Volk Racing, Street Glow, Falcon, Potenza, Bridgestone, Apex I, Brembo, and Momo.
1: Okay, yeah. So you got all the you got all the good stuff in it.
0: The hood is transparent. Ooh. What? You can see the engine. Yeah, it's got a carbon HevTech engine. Oh, oh carbon HevTech. Is it v- HV Tech? Is it Vtech
3: KevTech? Kev- Kev- Kev-
1: KevTech. KevTech Kev- Kev- engine. Is that like a real
0: thing? I don't know. It, that's what it says. It's, it doesn't say it on the engine. It says it on the actual hood. I don't know what, yeah. actually, what that's called. Kevin Hart's gotten
3: into automotives now.
0: I, or maybe maybe the the Bronx Beast's real name is Kevin,
1: and he it's KevTech. Maybe. Mm. So here's also yeah. a
0: thing that like in the front, in the very, very front of the car. I'm also, I know that I'm not describing anything that would help you even remotely guess <laughs> yeah, this car. I know. But I want to
1: hear you describe it. It's fun. There okay.
0: are two like little like clasps sort of that have like looks like hood um, clips I guess so because it looks like the hood opens toward the front instead of going like toward the car it comes toward the front Nate I don't Mm. know how else to describe that. like can you see any other reason
3: why those would be there unless they're just strictly decorative I I can't like if, if they're functional yeah the hood comes back towards where you're standing rather than going back towards the vehicle okay
1: yeah, you could do that
3: on the front. So here's a, here's a hint, but it's not a hint at all. There's a there's a
0: sticker on the window that says TRD Sport Toyota Racing Development. It's not a Toyota. Oh, if it's <laughs> not a Toyota. Toyota. No. They have a Toyota Racing sticker on a car that's not a Toyota. Yeah, steering wheel is gold.
1: In that case, if they have a Toyota Racing sticker yep. on a car that's not a Toyota, yep. is it a Lexus? No, it's not a Lexus either. Mm-mm. Is it a Scion?
0: Yes. Mm.
1: Yeah, I was thinking if they had a Toyota racing sticker on this car, and apparently they care about the car, it has to be a car made by Toyota. So
0: Toyota makes Scion. Yes. Is it a TC? No. Um,
1: I got to make sure that this is actually, because there's something on the back, but I don't know that this is... Is it square? Is it boxy?
0: No, it is very...
1: Oh, what was the other one? There was like an XA, an XB. There was a TC. TC was like the car, though. And I don't think they made anything beyond those three.
0: What was the other... Descri- I'm going to describe this from uh, caranddriver.com. Okay. Uh, five out of five rating. Okay. Offering sports car agility on a budget, this car features excellent driving dynamics for a manageable price. Only one engine is offered a 200-horsepower 2.0-liter flat-four with a six-speed manual or a six-speed automatic, the manual shift is mm-hmm. solid, no nonsense feel, while the mm. paddle-shift automatic is quick and responsive. The cabin is cramped and plasticky, but the F- oh, but the, this car is very <laughs> agile, which endears it to enthusiasts. Scion's demise moves this car to the Toyota showroom for 2017 under the name 86. Oh, mm. so what? What is it? if it's not a TC. It is. I'm sending it over to you now via email. It is a Scion. FRS. What? Oh, so the FRS is a
1: Scion car now? Or, or, okay, or it was. Toyota made the FRS, which is the same as the Subaru BRZ. Or uh, so they
3: just folded it under the Scion brand. Then, yeah, maybe yeah, they, this could they,
1: be the
0: Toyota it. FRS that they like put a Scion logo on, right? Yeah,
1: maybe. Yeah, that's why. That's weird.
0: But like, I literally walked into the no, did they deck, make? And I saw this car, and I was like.
1: What is this? Did they move Cy- like FRS to Scion brand? Yeah, they did. Oh, cool. Yeah, it used to be a Toyota FRS and actually Matt had one of these. Actual car is made by Subaru. Is Toyo Tires, is
0: that what, did they did they start as a Toyota brand? Is that where the Toyo no, comes from? That's completely different. It's just its own thing. Carbon
1: KevTech. Oh, so the hood is KevTech. Okay, yeah, this is really cool. And it does have the hood clips on the front. I don't think it opens towards you like you imagine. They just like put these clips on it so he can like pop it off real quick if he's like trying to fix it when he's racing oh this is really cool yeah i guess they did they moved the that thing to scion very fucking cool yeah so it is it's like a he's a really deep blue it has this gold wrap on some of the other like the quarter panels and stuff like that and across the front he has these gold rims on it that are actually pretty decent it looks it looks nice he it's did a totally, decent job
3: like it's totally a superhero car like when the nypd can't handle things call the beast of the bronx <laughs> <laughs>
1: He does look like he, he could be in a Fast and the Furious movie, right? Yeah, by sure. day,
3: a mild-mannered hot dog vendor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. And he has this – I like his uh, his Puerto Rican-American flag license plate in the front too. Yes, like,
0: like This could be Deez's and or Mero's car. I don't know. You know they're from the Bronx. They rep the Bronx. Who knows? True.
1: And uh, look – oh, and if you look in the front, remember when I asked you last night if there was a stuffed animal hanging from it like a Beanie Baby? Yep. Look right above on, a steering the steering wheel. Right? Yep. 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 He has one.
0: What I <laughs> guess. It. Love it.
1: This is a really cool car. Awesome choice. Just like yeah. in the
0: wild. I was like, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah.
1: How far away were you parked from it? Uh, I was like two floors up. Okay, cool. Awesome. That was a good one. Lots cool. of fun. The, the light in the back definitely made me think that. And then the Toyota racing team car Mm. made me think that i didn't know that they moved the frs to the scion brand that's pretty cool though yeah
0: yeah awesome well nate thank you so much for joining us thank you for coming you know you were already part of our family from two times over because of the the christmas episode and us being on your show but like you've officially joined the family here so yeah. thank you for being a part of Too Fast, Too Forever.
3: I mean, I appreciate the hospitality, gentlemen. I love that them. we we were finally able to make it happen on your end of the street uh, officially. Uh, I'm glad that Joey has, you know, given me some food for thought and in regards to my alcohol consumption. So Having a heart to heart talk with myself, maybe like Roman on that bridge. It's like you know what, it's not, <laughs> it's not Joey's fault that you're drinking. It's your fault, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I had a lot of fun, man. Been a long time a uh, fan of uh, what you guys do with this show. I think it's a really cool concept, and I uh, will have to do it again down the road. Please, totally, you're not, always
1: welcome back, brother.
0: We've talked about you. A bunch on the show but please let our listeners know where they can find you where they can find your shows because i know you got a couple of them and anything else you want to plug go forth
3: and plug what you do who you are thank you brother i have a a multitude of shows for the listeners out there uh the kings of sport which is kind of my flagship program the mothership program with myself and marcus vanderberg from yahoo sports it's a show that is going mm. on year six uh actually by the time this comes out we'll probably be halfway to year seven so uh, we've been doing doing it for a while and the impetus for that show was kind of you know he's a long-time sports journalist i've been a long-time sports fan and broadcaster and and uh you know we just got tired of listening to a lot of stuff that was on the radio that just felt formulaic and for lack of a better term like uh felt monochromatic in in terms of who was actually Delivering the stories, true. <laughs> so we're like, let's talk about sports from the perspective of uh, two relatively youngish black <laughs> dudes who aren't who aren't athletes on ESPN. So and give our perspective. So uh, you know, we started that six and a half years ago and it's still going strong. You can find that at the Kings of Sport and all your podcast cat, uh, catchers. We've got a Patreon that uh, Joey mentioned, mm-hmm. and you can find that at patreon.com backslash the Kings of Sport. Right now, I think the la- at last count, it's like almost seventy five hours of bonus content. Cool. Uh, That's awesome, and it's it's not just sports stuff. Like it's uh, you know, we've done some MCU reviews. We've got a political talk show uh, called the uh, Twenty Twin Twin, which kind of started as a way to kind of profile each of the Democratic candidates uh, as this nomination process goes on. But you know, halfway myself and the uh, the real host of this show, a a political science professor out in California, like we just got tired, and we're like, we're we're not really gonna do a whole show on Tulsi Gabbard. that's not (laughs) not not, you've still got time she's not going anywhere (laughs) so like we took a break and then we came back this past week for a big super tuesday show and we're gonna you know kind of cover bernie and biden and 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 the general election and stuff like that going forward you can find that on the patreon i just gotta say right there i've never heard of a podcast
0: that started as one thing and then just started talking about other things Like, i can't like Mm. we only we exclusively talk about the fast and the furious and i think that it's (laughs) disrespectful (laughs) to your audience that you like don't stick to the one thing like, I, I can't I imagine. Rarely to, yeah, like that Harrison Ford yeah. 42 story today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely right don't, on I, track. I don't know
3: how it happened. So, like, if the listeners want to chastise us for doing that, they can <laughs> sign up at uh, the Kings of Sport Patreon. Five bucks gets you in the door and you can do that. And also, like, it helps us out because uh, not only does it give us you know, more income to get better equipment and to do different things. But WrestleMania, for all the wrestling fans listening, is out in L.A. next year. So right now we've got tentative plans for me to head out there. And so the more kind of support we can get from the Patreon, the more cool stuff we can do cool. uh, when we're out in L.A., which is not the most inexpensive city to oh. operate in. So <laughs> uh, so that's Kings of Sport. I've, I've got the Rocky Mavia Picture Show. Which both uh, Joey and Joe Two have been on. It's a film podcast chronicling the filmography of America's greatest thespian, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> Joey and Joe Two were on for the Fast Five episode, which was about a which was last month uh, in, in February, and then this month it's either going to be Journey to the Mysterious Island, or it's going to be a double feature with the other guys and Pain and Gain. It depends on which guest gets back to me first oh uh, okay okay that comes out every third saturday over at post wrestling postwrestling.com so i've got that i've got uh, the. that should be, if my math is
0: right if we, if we were yep. doing the math right before we started like that should be this upcoming saturday i think yeah
3: should be this saturday so uh if all goes right you'll either be hearing uh, us talk about the rock filling in for brendan frazier or we'll be talking about the rock and the other guys with his cameo with samuel L. jackson and then pain and gain which is uh I think an underrated I love being a Game. I think it's a great Ryan. movie. So we got that coming out at post wrestling. The main event for again for wrestling fans, that's over at Place to Be Nation. Uh and then the other show that I do, I mean I I do a bunch of I do <laughs> way too many. I do way too many shows. But the Welcome other to show the <laughs> Boy, have I got a podcast for you! Too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other show that I do on a regular basis, the Black Lightning podcast, which is over at the DC TV Podcast Network, and we cover the Black Lightning show on CW. And by the time you're hearing this, our, our uh, episode about the season finale should be out. So oh, very it's been cool, a big, big series. You know, they had the big crossover this year with the CW show. So, uh, yeah, Black Lightning is a show that I, I really enjoy, and, and I get to talk about it with. Uh, three other interesting people. So uh, that's over at DCTV podcast network. And finally, if you just want to talk to me or reach out to me on Twitter, I may or may not respond and you may get your account blocked or suspended. Like when you try to try to talk to Joe too, <laughs> uh, you can, you can follow me on Twitter at in the number eight, M O Z A I K at Nate Mosaic. And that's everything. That's, that's all I got. I, the, the, the chamber's empty, Joey. He said this for the street, black lightning's back.
0: But Nate, mm. thank you so much for joining us on this super-sized episode of Too Fast, Too Furious. Now, Joe, we got, a, we got a brand new movie coming out next week. We are going to, I think we might have teased this last week, we've got Bloodshot. We got the new Vin Diesel movie, Bloodshot. We are going to the theater. You know, it comes out, it came out this past weekend as you're listening to this, so you have this whole week and you have next weekend to see this movie. Go check it out. Go support DC. I mean, maybe if things go well, we can have a Black Adam- bloodshot cross imagine if like vin and the rock won't act together in the fastiverse but then there's a dc crossover (laughs) where they're like forced to act together like that would be something special. Oh,
3: bl- bloodshot's a DC uh, property? I think so. I'm pretty sure. Ooh, okay. Well, I, yes, yeah, I, I've seen the commercials. I just, I, I didn't know. Like, I didn't know if, if I was going to go see it, but now you've got my interest. So if if it's a DC property and they have Pump It Up by Joe Budden in the soundtrack, <laughs> I'm there. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm first day. And what I will say is the female lead is Isaac Gonzalez, who plays Madam M in Hobbs and Shaw. So we got a a little bit of a fast connection there, even though they weren't in the same movie yet. So there's there's fast connections all over the place. So go see Bloodshot for next week. Nate, thank you again for joining us. Go check out all of Nate's things. Go support his Patreon. Go follow him on Twitter. But for all things... Too Fast You Forever, you go to CageClub.me, Facebook.com slash too fast Oh, too oh forever. Real real
3: quick, Joey, I, I apologize to all the uh, Eva Mendez stands out there because I totally We haven't forgot. said her name once this entire episode. Yeah, I don't think yeah, she was great in this movie, so much love <laughs> to, to, to Eva Mendez. I, I saw I, I know you was checking Mrs. Her out. Mrs. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I know you were checking her out. <laughs> yeah. He learned that from me. He got that from me. <laughs> Facebook.com
0: slash two fast two forever or at two fast two forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Come back next week. Go to the theater. Go see Bloodshot. Support Vin Diesel. Come back next week. We're talking about Bloodshot. Very exciting. And then mm-hmm. two weeks ahead, we're just, I'm just going to say, we're keeping to last lap schedule. We're putting Tokyo Drift later in the lap. We're saving that. Yeah, true. We're going fast and furious, the reboot in two weeks, but go see Bloodshot. Patreon.com slash Too Fast, Too Forever. Go support us there, then go swing over and go hit up the Kings of Sport, too. So, two for one, help us both out. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And that was Nate Milton of Way Too Many Podcast. His words, not mine. And we'll see you next time right here on Too Fast, Too Forever. Peace Peace out. out, You anus. Peace